Welcome to TCT, Joe, I've got Anugo and Mohamed Lawan. Um, and yeah, welcome to another episode again of TCT and today we're going to be talking about, I mean, couple uh, maybe four segments, I, I guess. We're talking about four things in four segments, um, Chadwick Boseman being one of them, um, Kanye, Kanye as well, uh, what are the other ones again? Um, so we got obviously in the news, um, Tyler Perry, um, <laughs> officially made the nigga with the dresses. <laughs> and uh, there's uh, there's a, a risky segment at the end where we just get into like rela- relationship dynamics. I'm dead, <laughs> I'm dead. So yeah, we'll sit on for last, but um, yeah, let's kick off <clears throat> with the Charles Bosman one. Yeah, so um, I was just thinking, like, just, just processing obviously the, the news. Of um, Chadwick Boseman's death, R.I.P. And um, yeah, my R.I.P. Um, for me, it was just kind of like okay. So I, I I first knew about Chadwick Boseman from Black Panther. I didn't know about him from before that. So obviously, it was a bit sad when he died, as is most cases when someone dies. Um, however, when I saw the the reaction that a lot of people had online, especially Americans, towards his death, I mm-hmm. felt that he was um, very impactful in their lives. Growing up, uh, finding out the kind of roles he played, mm. where he was significant um, black icons in those movies, um, was so it's quite impactful for for their experiences, and so for me it was kind of it reminded me of how I felt when Kobe died because I mean I, I don't know Kobe but like you felt his impact yeah I felt his impact like the yeah. the, the way the guy moved the way he thought just resonated with me so that that kind of and for me, when I was processing copies there, I mean, it was a bit, I mean, obviously I'm not that kind of person that go and talking about my shit, yeah. but I was, it actually got me for like a week or something. Like, whoa, facts, like, facts, this facts, is weird. Facts, like, facts, it's facts, not like facts, I know facts, the person. Facts. It's not my dad, it's not my brother, it's not yeah, anything. Yeah. So it's just, I never felt that way about someone I didn't know passing. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So I felt like they had that uh, experience with Charlie Bozeman. So I was just kind of thinking, like, how do you process, um, the death of someone so impactful in your life, but it's not really someone that you know. It's not someone that you see every day. It's not mm-hmm. someone like it's not like I could help. You get what I'm saying? It's not like I yeah. would have affected him in any way. But mm-hmm. now he's just taking from me. Yeah. So how do you like process all that? I think what I think one of the most important thing is if somebody has an impact in your life, the best way to honor that person is just pretty much continue with that good thing you really resonate with mm-hmm. in in terms of impact. Say for example, like the, the Kobe. For example, you already know he's working hard that will make Kobe's name live long. So I think if if you add that to your routine, it actually helps you and in a way pretty much makes that person's like spirit their life for forever and ever. But the thing is like as I think processing that kind of trauma as well though, I feel like you shouldn't get just what's it called? I think I don't think you should just see it as just somebody that you don't know as well. It's good mm. to talk about it as well too. Because like a loss is always a loss, but in a different way. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just depends on, like, don't try and never suppress your emotions when it comes to that kind of stuff. If something's had, if something's had an impact in your life and you feel like you've lost it, I feel like it's, it's always good to talk about it. Because even with the Kobe thing as well, you know, so, so, some, it got to a point where I felt like some people were, 
don't want to show their express their emotion because they will feel like ah they're just going with the norm mm-hmm. and they're doing it for mm-hmm. clout. Yeah. And yeah. Well, there, there are niggas that are doing it for clout, which is tacky as fuck. Well, but but then again, it defeats them more about those that are doing it for clout. Yeah, yeah, but as in how do you separate those? Because you know there are some people that don't they don't know who Kobe was. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my! No, but, but I feel like I feel like everyone knew who Kobe was. Man. Okay, maybe, maybe. Like Kobe, Kobe, everyone knew Kobe. But there's, there's Kobe. no need to separate the people that are doing it for clout and those are doing it genuinely. Like you stand to gain nothing from that separation. Exactly, exactly. So exactly. you just if you feel like there's that impact that it had on you, you have to just find like-minded individuals to process it with. Like with yeah. any, like you were talking about dealing with the with the grief aspect, and then yeah. you tend to mourn, like. It's in a group. You see individuals that resonate with the individuals, yeah. like family members, yeah. cousins, you come together. And it's the same principle. If you looked at LA for the whole week after Kobe died, that was yeah. like a mass mourning session. Everybody was grieving. That was the, the, whole week city ever, was, the whole city was grieving. That was crazy. You know? So I hear you about that idea of, yeah. you know, even if it's something that you don't know personally, like the it's impact it's had on your life, you should always share it with other people so you should gravitate towards those individuals and try and process it that way. Exactly. But you mentioned something also a lot earlier. Um, about like individuals like Kobe Bryant where it's like there's such a mainstay that the idea of them passing or not being present is almost like unfathomable yeah. um, and you see Kobe Bryant had that impact Michael Jackson had the same Nelson yeah. Mandela had the same Prince. you know but then it just goes to show like there's a fundamental like principle about how they conducted themselves that resonated across the globe mm-hmm. you know for them to have that level of impact mm-hmm. and that's the goal isn't it it really is. Idea. It really is. Fact, man. Yeah. I don't know, but like, I, how can you reach like God status as well? But the thing is, like, do you feel? Do you feel like? Do you feel like um Kobe, for example, was immortalized when he was alive, just the way he is right now under death. He was immortalized. Yeah, cause like, okay, when Kobe finished retiring, we just knew Kobe was there. Do you get what I'm saying? So, so like, I, I still, I was still. Like I was still aware of what he was doing afterwards, cause like it was. But wasn't warm. special because he wasn't playing basketball anymore. I mean, first I challenged. Are you talking about like like a Mandela level, where like even in his life he was like a living legend? Yeah, like I I felt like I felt like when Kobe was alive, like the hype the hype was there, but it wasn't as big as it was like when he died. Again, it was it's that idea of impact, right? Mm. Um, and like the fact that if you go. To the streets of LA, I bet you would speak to somebody that would hold mm. Kobe the same way you would hold like a Mandela or somebody like that wow. because of that level of impact that they directly had on them. Mm. He got that God level size, but it's the sphere of influence and how far that really yeah. goes, you know. Uh, so that, definitely the goes. Like, what's his name? I can't remember, but there's a player um, that plays for the LA Lakers who was out in the streets literally crying, literally, because he, he was an LA born and bred. And I hope one of you guys can get the name for me. It looks oh, like J. Cole. The guy that looks like J. Cole. It's Cook. Um, I think so. It, it plays, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. This guy, know. Cook, this guy cook, like yeah. Kobe, as that like yeah. God figure, like everything he aspired to be. So definitely, there are people that are out there that are like that. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, just personally, I just, I just feel like he no. should have been celebrated a bit more, even when he was alive. Because I feel like when he died, to me, that's the thing. Like it's, it's. I mean, obviously, it's the age-old discussion of a prophet or. Like people not being accepted either in their own in their hometown or in their own time. Yeah. Like when you see people like that, when you see transcendent people, like like why do we need to wait for them to die to to give them their flowers and facts, facts, why can't we give it to them when they are here? Like you know, like this song like Kobe, song like Chavis Bozo, all these people are impacting your life. Why are we not celebrating that 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 
that um, achievement of them. I think yeah. we just, I think we just, we, we like, uh, it's probably like a pity mindset from like human beings in mm. general, right? We like that idea of, uh, we enjoy, we enjoy the aspect of comfort that we don't really, that we don't really understand how to really ex- express um, like gratitude enough. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. Like, our, our, like when we're expressing gratitude, we always have, like, well, most times, anyway, most cases, it always has to come from tragedy when they're giving these glorious eulogies. Oh, he was amazing. Yeah. He was that. He was that. But when we're around, there's almost that like, nah, you already know the love, man. Like, why am I telling you that? You take it for granted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, why am I telling you that? Yeah. Like, you already know. You already know. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I think it's kind of a shit mindset, man. But yeah, like, I think after Kobe, I think it kind of changed because Michael Jordan now, like, you think so? I feel like he's getting more love, man, than he used to get before. I, I think I mean, that yeah. I think that mindset is cyclical, um, mm. in that. We've had a lot of great people that have passed, you know, and then mm. this is the same thing that comes up. Yeah. The whole idea, appreciate people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the cycle repeats yeah, itself. Yeah. But at the same time, like, it's that same idea of stopping and taking stock of one's achievements. Because that's really what happens when you pass. Because mm-hmm. now it's the end point. Mm-hmm. Now you have a beginning and end, and that whole lifespan, mm-hmm. you can culminate all the achievements. And it's like, wow, it's phenomenal. But yeah. while you're alive, you're still in that process of gaining, gaining, gaining. Mm. And, like, there's no really time for anyone, yourself, or anyone, like, outside of you to take stock of that. And the only time that somebody like a Kobe would get that with, let's say, a Jersey retirement or a Hall of Fame, you know, acceptance and all that, yeah. which is something, you know, and it's good that, like, that's an aspect for sure. But is it also, like, too much to ask? I know this sounds, like, so negative, yeah. but it's also too much to ask to ask people to stop and actually take stock and appreciate Everyone to this same. I bro, I, I think agree. Think about how I much agree, we celebrated man. Kobe. Farts, like farts. the next month after farts, after farts, he was gone, it farts. was like on a level that it's like it takes up every other aspect of your life. Farts. So is it even healthy or feasible to stop and celebrate to that level all the time? Farts. We can't really do that. Farts, at least farts, if you farts, ask me. Mm, mm. And and to be honest, like somebody like Kobe, like I, okay, apart from the tragic, apart from the tragic way in which he died, I feel like if we had celebrated him enough, that he should have been celebrated, that we should have celebrated him. He's dying, like him dying wouldn't have, wouldn't have, shouldn't have like made us feel sad. We should have been proud that shit, I experienced Kobe in my lifestyle. Like that, that's how you should feel like. But like, I, I think this idea of like, you know, pity and all that kind of shit. So instead of, th- as you said, instead of taking time to like, you know, appreciate yourself, is when you die that you just, just bombard with all this workload that this person has done. And it just, I feel like it just creates like a very overwhelming feeling in a way. And the idea of death, man, I, I feel like there's more celebration for great people like that than so. I think we should have like a world appreciation day, like just one day you appreciate. I think that's brilliant. Because like, to do that every day yeah, is tedious, yeah, but yeah. to actually stop and take that's brilliant. Yeah. Go message, and this go great flood people's comments. People that even if you've never met them, people that you know, wow, this person, as in this person mm-hmm. is actually impacting my life, he's changed my life, he's giving me experience, giving me perspective. Just show love, like let them say it now rather than when they can't say it when they're dead. Like let them know how much they appreciate it right now, innit? And that can help with a lot of trauma as well. Yeah. Because you know sometimes it's like you not really expressing yourself, uh, you're not expressing like yourself to an individual. So for example now, you know, you have this very close friend. You all you all know it's all love, but you've never really expressed that tell him that yo, bro, I appreciate you. You made me do this, you made me do this. And then he dies now. The impact of him mm-hmm. just like you just processing that in an instant can be yo can be so you can yeah. process that in so many ways that will fuck you up yeah. as opposed to like you know if you're showing that all if, if you're showing yeah. him all that love and then now he dies like as opposed to like you know just processing it you cannot appreciate 
like spending time with that guy mm-hmm. and you see more from like a post no it, i mean dying is never positive yeah. but like at least rather than dealing with that trauma like you you appreciate that person's existence mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. and yeah i just think like it's just the issue of man like the stop the pretense culture and if somebody is making you feel something i say it like at the end they have one yeah. fam, you have, you have one year man like we only have one life just say yeah. it man but um yeah. we'll say we so now talking about death now i talk about billionaire i talk about money <laughs> um tyler perry becoming a billionaire um, yeah man i think that's that's a big win that's a huge win mm. like to think about his story um because obviously won't lie i've seen a couple of tyler perry movies <laughs> and um yeah the quality is not great but like there were to me i just saw them as those movies like they like, are what they are then they're yeah, right they are what they are like it's just it was like um i said like a short story just a quick story and then obviously you don't want to see all the time because like come on you want that might, that might be intentional though that might be his business model no it was, yeah, I mean, it, was it was i feel like for, for so knowing his background yeah. or knowing what i know of his background yeah um, apparently he was homeless at some point and writing scripts in his car yeah. and the only way for him to kickstart his career was to do one of the most anti i don't know anti theatrical things of a big black man which is to put on a dress and play a woman you okay. get what i'm saying because i know he got a lot of stick for doing that because like that's that's the opposite of um um, remember when we were talking about how um, part of the way of destabilizing the community um, mm-hmm. was butt breaking? Yeah. And the white mm-hmm. people tried to um, emasculate the, yeah. the strongest, strongest man. So, obviously, yeah. that defensive mechanism for a lot of black men is to show how masculine yeah. we are. So, for this man to realize, you know what, like my vision, my goal, my dream is bigger than this um, ego, this pride to be like, yo, I'm, I'm willing to do this. In order to get me where I'm going to go, yeah. and then to see it actually come full circle, and then now he owns his own studio. It's, it's officially a billionaire. So this is incredible. Like it's 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 a good story to tell. It's a good it's a good example for a lot of young people who like like sometimes you have to go do the McDonald's job. Sometimes yeah. you have to go like get in the trenches. Yeah, yeah. I think it instills yeah. like yeah. The, the lesson of discipline as well. You know, like just having that like really focus. Because yo, as a black man, you're wearing dresses, you're hearing your name left, right, and center. It's very yeah. easy for you to like, you know, a guy this attention, fuck it, man, it's not mm. worth it. But that, you know, the mind he like he had yeah. that vision and he just kept on going. But the thing is, like, my thing with Tyler Perry again, it's slight controversy. Just mm-hmm. actually, those people with, like wealthy um, African Americans anyway, is that like they don't collaborate enough, man. I don't understand why Tyler Perry is never collaborated with Eddie Murphy. And they have like big corporations. I've never seen a collab like that. Imagine how sick that would be. Mm. Imagine how sick that would be. See something like, for example, like what Disney and like Marvel, for example. Yeah. Like it's very like it, it doesn't sound alien. I'm to be honest. If if today I see like a Marvel and a DC movie together, I'll be surprised because like I don't know like the way the way um the way white people like conduct themselves like they conduct. Like they understand money, they don't put anything else like before anything else. The understand. term merger doesn't yeah, exist. Like, like exactly. Like yeah, yeah. They, they understand money and us we, we, we want we, we we value more reputation than the amount of money we can make. And it's not really valid because like okay, with all the reputation you have is still singular. Exactly. I need more people up there, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's your value as you said that individual success versus collective gain. Yeah. Um 
if we turn back to like the rise though, um, if I could just give my two cents, mm. like one thing I'll give Tyler Perry is that he and his up and his and his rise is bigger than that character of Medea because before he could even get to that point, um, we're talking about he said writing scripts um, in your car, you know, um, flipping cars, he used to flip cars um, so that he can rent like uh, theater space mm. and put his productions out there. So like. It's part and parcel. It's a major part of like his upcom, like his come up rather that media character. But prior to that, like the moves that this guy was making and that idea of having your purpose and like a clear definition of where it is that you want to go, and really tunnel visioning and really not letting anything stop you from getting there. Which it got to the crossroads where he felt it's either put on this dress to get to this next mm. level or not, you know. Yeah. And he made that call. Mm. Um, but also in that idea, one thing that I do appreciate about him, even if he doesn't necessarily collab on that oh. level, is the fact that. He always, and I think he will always continue to appeal to his base. Mm. He knows, mm. and everything that comes out of him is for the black community. Them drugs afflicted. Ah. <laughs> you know, be it you know, as Spike Lee like calls him like like uh, ultimate coon and all of a sudden, even Spike Lee, they're not on the same page. Yeah. But, but at the same time, like the idea that I don't know, I was reading an up uh, come up story, and he's like he. His comedy career really started with making his mother laugh in the living room. Wow. And he was very clear on the idea that these sort of individuals were like his target market, the church going, mm. elderly woman, whatever. And these yeah. films appeal to them so heavily. Yeah. And it's like everything I produce out of Taliberry Studios is going to appeal to these masses. Mm. It's going to appeal to the black community. And he doesn't yeah. care what Hollywood has to say. Yeah. Hollywood has tried so hard to put this man down. And he's kept his head down and he stayed in his lane. Mm. He's seen a market for things that have been disregarded for so long and he has exploited it and mm. he's come up on the other side, mm. you know. Yeah. And, and I respect that. I really no, respect facts, that. facts, 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 facts. But, mm. but even 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 the, the earlier point I was making about um collaboration, it's not really it's not really a, it's not really a, a critic on Perry necessarily. But it's like on the wealthy on the wealthy people like in America, like those people like billionaires that might potentially have influence, right? I feel like merging together or doing stuff more gives other people like, or other aspiring like young youths like you know hope of like you know what they're going to build a community mm. because like right now it's very individualistic if you get what i mean okay there's the maybe the music industry is a bit emerging like jay-z and diddy they're, they're all cool friends everybody knows mm. but entertainment industry like the like film for example hollywood you have spike Lee doing his own shit you have any Murphy doing his own shit you have um tyler perry doing his own stuff they're all going to be successful but i feel like they have this like a bigger impact they can make bigger impact if they all come they don't necessarily have to come together all the time but they need to have like some sort of like collaboration like initiative and then ask you guys what you feel is holding that collaboration back i think i think it's more i'm i'm trying to say ego but then again it might be an intentional design by hollywood as well because i'm just a conspiracy theorist like because that. because these men that we're talking about to some degree they have a level of autonomy in how they choose to conduct themselves. Like they don't necessarily have to answer to anybody. But to, to some extent yeah. they do, but to a large extent they don't. You know. So these are people that have the power of independent choice, which a lot of black entertainers or I don't know people of like in that circle yeah. really don't have. So like, what is it that would possibly hold them back? Is my question. I, I, think, I have no idea. I'm asking. I think they're feeling. I think they feel like they're working on eggshells. You know, like they don't want to be. Like they feel like they're doing everything right. That's why they're there, and they don't want to really like go out of their own comfort zone to like to create something bigger because potentially they might fuck up the money. Like in the East, say, might potentially fuck up the money. Stay out of the way. 
I said my so my potentially fuck up their money. So like I think it's I think it's coming from more of a safety point of view, in my opinion. Mm. I feel like they're just trying to just do what's making them successful, and they're not trying to do anything that would perceive extra. Do you get what I'm saying? Uh, l- let me think of one black entertainer that, at the prime of his career, chose the plight of his people over his individual gain. That's mm. Muhammad Ali. Mm. Be it going to you know fight the war, he says I'm gonna go fight um, for a country that doesn't like have his respect when he comes back. Yeah, served time for it, couldn't fight, lost a lot of money, press turned on him, all that, and history's really absolved Muhammad Ali to be this person that we see him to be right now. Because mm. at the time there was a period during his yeah, heyday that he wasn't the guy. Cassius Clay, you know? yeah. exactly. Um, and. I look at a move like that, which is so brave, mm. but it's also so isolated. And I think the precedent that's set by in situations like that is what kind of maybe discouraging for other people mm. to step out of that moment. Fact. Because you can see what will happen to you in that case. The only opposite to that that I can see in today's day and age is like a LeBron, for instance, who's very vocal about this stuff. But then again, he does have quite a bit of clout, you yeah. know, wealth and influence on himself yeah. to be able to do that. Um, but he's the only walking example that I. Well, even even LeBron though, he's controlled to a certain degree. I don't think LeBron can lead a protest and say, "Yo, like we're not, um, NBA players are not going to play." Boom, boom, boom. Like I let's mean, go. That, 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 he can that, shout that, and say he's done it, but he can't. For LeBron, not because I would say for LeBron, just speaking for LeBron, not necessarily prominent black people. But for me, I would say for LeBron, the reason why he can't protest the NBA because he, he is the NBA. He is the NBA. He makes money off the NBA. Like, like him protesting the NBA is him protesting himself. He's fucking up his his own money. You get what I'm saying? Like he he needs the NBA to keep being. But sometimes, but sometimes causes are bigger than them. I mean, and when he gets to that, that point, is, but what this is my say, point, right? I'm gonna climb out the barrel and then help other people. Like if I'm broke, how am I gonna help all these people? Nobody. So, but the thing is, like. See, someone like you mentioned, like Muhammad Ali, when he was mm. going through all that kind of shit, like, I mean, he, he knew where he was going to go into, but mm. he didn't care. Like, he had that focus of, no, this is bigger than me, this is bigger than me. So it goes to show you that it's either those people who are prominent are selfish to a degree and don't necessarily give a fuck the way we think they do, mm. or there might just be, like, some sort of design that is just, like, they don't want to ever promote that culture of like black collaboration together because it can be it can be together in like Hollywood like Hollywood is still backwards like that's not that's not gonna twist it yeah. it's still very, sexist very, it's very. still it's still sexist it's still racist it's still like they still live in like 1980s mm. in that ends man so like I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a deliberate design yeah. to like you know to want to actively like stop um like prominent like people uh, black people from collaborating out there yeah you can see Kevin Hart as well for example. Yeah, no, particularly. No, I'm saying like see Kevin Hart, for example, like he, you know, he came, he came up all funny comedy jam and all that, but now he almost kind of like abandoned that, like he tried to. <laughs> yeah, he, he 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 tried to appeal to the white Hollywood because that's where the money is. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, no. <laughs> that is where the money is. But the thing, but the thing is like, with someone like like, anyways, maybe maybe I'm just adding emotion to mm. it, and it's probably not smart, but I just feel like. You know, as I, I, I would definitely never ever feel comfortable being okay and knowing that like, people of my own kind of kind every day go through some kind of like certain struggle, but then everybody's accepting me because I'm in this particular mm. pay grade and they're treating me. Dead. I would never feel comfortable like that ever. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. So for me, I mean, um, 
I mean, I, I have my own strategy of how mm. to approach um, a situation or a goal. Um, however, I will not criticize another person's strategy um, if they're trying to achieve the same goal, if you get what I mean. Yeah. So, um, genuinely trying to, not those ones that say they are trying to achieve the goal as a facade, but... Because you know that's making money to too now. When you see black excellence, black, that should yeah, be that, money. Yeah, that's, that's the thing of Kunis, like those guys that... Mm show up and jive just for they don't really care what they just do yeah. but for for people like say let's say if i say okay for me the goal is to get um black let's say black issues or black um, um problems to the forefront and my strategy is to go into the street and protest protest fair enough that's a genuine strategy yeah. to achieve the goal someone else is like i want to get into these rooms i want to cut a deal with this guy which i feel would also benefit us in the in the long run that to me that's i'm not going to criticize that so i feel like for prominent black people um who are obviously put in these positions where they have to i mean you, you don't find in other obviously because they are not the minority but like american culture where they, mm. it's on a, it's on someone to um prove it for their race like oh you need you're, you're now you're here yeah you're, you have you're to representing <laughs> your whole race yeah that can be telling as well it's, it's, uh, i mean I nigga i'm just me I, yeah. I wasn't born to represent the whole race however if people are put into those positions understanding the context of 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 where they are at right now and where they are coming from i understand if you um have a different strategy that you want to go about so if you say like someone like lebron james I'm I'm the NBA. I want to yeah. maybe buy more, like have the opportunity to own a team and yeah. hire black people. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to be possessing the NBA. You know so what I'm saying? You have to be among the speakers. Yeah, you have to exactly. Yeah, no, I, I so that. for those kind of people, I I would say okay, fair enough. Um, going back to the um, conversation around um, collaboration, mm. um, I feel yes. I think more prominent black people should collaborate and obviously pull their resources together. Um, but from an artistic point, um, yeah, if there's yeah. a, if, um, what's the Spike Lee doesn't really want to, maybe they have different artistic visions. Yeah. I wouldn't say they don't uh, have Spike, to. They have every right, they have every right not to work. Yeah, they have every right. However, you should still, again, like, committed to the goal. If the goal is to put more black people on the screens, put more black stories on the screens, mm. then I want to see you both, um, striving for that, which is, um, bring me to my thing for, um, Tyler Perry, which is, um, what next? Like what? So you told the stories, which, like you said, were were targeted to a specific yeah. audience. And I don't mind if you want to make those, keep making those movies for that audience. But now you have this platform that you can actually take this thing to the next level. What next? Are you gonna mm-hmm. elevate your game? Are you gonna elevate your style? Like, are you gonna like? Is your studio gonna be the studio that that begins to produce black movies mm-hmm. that are as exciting and as mm-hmm. as uh, memorable as Marvel movies. You get like like when you see a Pixar movie or when you see a Universal yeah. movie, like yeah. we see a movie like Disney, Disney, Disney. Yeah, in the only way, yeah, yeah. Like that's what I want to see for me. I yeah. want people to see Tyler Perry Studios and be like, yo, this movie is about to slap. Yeah. yeah. So I'm hoping that he takes this to the next level and doesn't just like I said, you don't have to stop catching for your base, yeah. but doesn't just settle for that. Like like there are other people that might. Um, fuck with your movies if you actually just expand yourself. So, but the thing is, like, yeah, I have another, I have, I have, a, I have a twist on this. Mm. As much as you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm giving like constructive criticism on this black thing. Like, don't you guys feel like we're a bit harsh on like people that are up that that made it? 
Yeah. I feel like I it's so easy. Well. It's so yeah. like because like first of all, like they're all they were once like all, all of us, mm. right? And they just well, they work hard to be there. Mm. And they've not it might actually be a thing where they might not even fully process like yeah. how the fuck they, they, they ask for all of it. Yeah. yeah. And then now they're in a position where like yo, every black person is looking up to them. Like yeah. it's almost like <laughs> so for, you didn't tell us to be a Yeah, woman, it's like, you know? So it's like in a way, is there a way is there is there like is there a way we should be should we should we take is there a different approach we can take in terms of like encouraging them to accept that as opposed to like forcing it on them? Because I feel like I feel like the way we do it, like we act very entitled, do you get, in a way. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm very guilty, I literally just said it like two seconds ago. Like we act very entitled to people like them, Spike Lee and all that kind of, mm-hmm. like Spike Lee and um, Tyra Perry, for mm-hmm. example. Because they've all gone through the struggle, now he's a billionaire, why am I emphasizing on him to help black mm-hmm. people? Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Why, like, why, 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 does he, why, why does he necessarily have to have that responsibility? Why can't he just enjoy success as a black man? while doing other things for us. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if we emphasize it more, there, there will be more, there's more empathy from them towards us yeah. to get, as opposed to like, cause I feel like sometimes as well, like something that might stop them from really trying to help black communities, the entitlement that comes with it. But think about the people that are giving the criticism. Mm-hmm. It comes from a place of pain. Because a lot of these people that, have, that are at this forefront, yeah. like most black people that are successful in America, it's a zero to hero story. They barely mm. any of them were born into it, you know. Mm. They really they made it out the mud, and it's that idea of you were down here in the trenches with me, you know exactly what that was like and what I'm dealing with, and I'm trying to get out. It's not like some of us are not trying to break out of this circle, but thankfully the path you chose has taken you up there. Yeah. You can empathize to the core of everything I'm going through, but I feel like your moves are not showing that you care and that you've been like that with me. So it's it's almost personal. You don't mm-hmm. have to be from the same like area or neighborhood or inner city because we've all gone through the same experience. And I'm looking at you and you're up there and it's like, bro, how can you sit so comfortably when you know well, what you think life that, is you like think, for you us? Think, you, think, you, think you, you think that's a justifiable like, mindset to have? Uh, it's not justifiable. It's just the reason behind why they are mm-hmm. the way they are. It's not that it's right, mm-hmm. but I feel like it, it, it plays a huge part. But it's difficult. How then can you sit and be patient with somebody, you know, when you're like, okay, you're there now, let's see what we can do for other people. It's, it's, mm. it's a difficult thing to do to sit back when you're going through so much, you know? Mm. So, I mean, yeah, so, okay. The question um, they need to ask themselves, would they hold themselves to the same standard as they're holding these individuals? Fact, if you're not fact, going to fact, do fact, that, fact, then you have fact, no fact, right fact, to criticize. Kids say, yeah. I agree, I agree. And I agree. also for, like, um, actually a good point. for people that are actually trying to get out, not just niggas that are staying at home, mm-hmm. not niggas. But um so for me I think prominent black people that do come to such positions of power yeah. do have a responsibility. For one, um automatically on, automatically. One you touched on it, which is for the fact that this game has been zero to hundred for the most of us, like you have for nothing, you have something, and you know what it's like for other people trying to get out. So, mm-hmm. in a way, it's kind of like it's as a moral power thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's the power comes responsibility. So you should be looking to help. However, 
I do agree with you that there needs to be a strategy in order to encourage them to help because for one, although they do have this responsibility to help, yeah. it's not like it's um yes, as in it's your responsibility, but you don't have to do it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like like um, I came into this world alone, I'll leave it alone. Like yes, it's my responsibility to help you. I think entitlement culture is what what they to humans, but yeah. as in if I choose to not help you I can still, like, it's not in my loss to not help you, you know what I mean? So we need to um, kind of have a strategy where, like you said, it's not, it's not demand, it's not like, oh, I'm expecting you to do this for me. But it's more of, like, they understand that them helping you helps, like, if they are part of this community, part of this greater cause, it helps the cause in general. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily they are helping you um, so that you help them back, it's they're helping you so that by helping you, the, the cause goes stronger. I feel like if we can communicate that uh, message to young leaders, young black people coming to power, when we do um, arrive at that positions of power, we're able to handle it with more uh, wisdom and more like, um, um, yeah, just like, not, not one, not feel like, okay, I it's don't- It's an encouraged willingness. Yeah, yeah, willingness. Yeah, yeah, encouraged willingness, I agree. You made a solid point a few minutes ago, that's along the lines of this. You mentioned um, the fact that with you, you're not ever going to criticize anybody's approach towards these things. Everybody mm. has a different strategy. And the reasoning behind that is everybody's experience is different. Mm. Everybody's field of expertise is different. So they, their impact can be in whatever way, shape, mm. or form. I feel that same logic needs to be extended to this same scenario in that if you're middle income or lower income or in the top 1% as a black person in any of these groups, mm. it's up to you and the members of that group to determine what your strategy is going to be. Because mm. I cannot relate if I am in an inner city, you know, like slinging, I can't relate to what the 1% is doing. I can't tell him what to do because I have no idea what his existence is yeah. like. But the thing about that is, yes, everybody has a right to come up with their own approach that they feel is best for like the cause. Yeah. However, the problem comes when you feel like there is a lack of effort in coming up with mm -hmm. that. And I feel like that's where mm -hmm. the disassociation is with that 1% of black people that are up there. Mm -hmm. They feel like there's no clear vision as to how they're trying to go about it. Whereas, as you see, more time, it's the people that are middle to lower class you'd find out here in the streets protesting because, I don't know, there's more of a unified voice in that yeah. sense. And when we do talk about that, and maybe this is me criticizing, I'm not in that 1% I don't like the approach that I see a lot of times, which tends to be a bit more reactionary, which mm, is a case of no when they're criticizing, criticize, it's like, you don't know what we're doing behind closed doors. Mm. And then it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. And it's a case of, okay, I'm paying for like bail for people to come out. I'm <laughs> covering lawyer costs and all that. And for me, that's all reactionary. It's yeah. like people are out here doing yeah. this stuff. And like you almost like mm. you come after you're finished like in the big world that you've yeah. engaged in you come to the room with all the other crying black kids and you pat them on the back it's yeah. okay here's a lollipop walk out the room and you're at peace yeah. i need you to take charge i need you mm. to be more present at least i mean as i said i'm not in that position so i have no right to tell them what to do mm. but if they would give me a listening ear it's like you are one of the few groups that has mm. the power to be proactive yeah. you know don't just watch what we're doing and then pat us on the back for right. it that's right. and i feel that's what they tend to do yeah. i i know you know the thing as well i i think like if um if collaborate if they collaborate more it actually reduces that pressure they have on them because now we're talking about 
Tyler Perry not com- not not collaborating with um Spike Lee and Eddie Murphy and all that kind of stuff. Imagine there are more black people like that. It it would be so tedious to like measure amount of people they can collaborate with. You understand? Mm-hmm. So like I I feel like the more collaboration and the more people you bring up to that space that you are, like reduces the pressure on you, especially if you don't want to be like if you don't want to be labeled the black savior or all that kind of stuff. I feel like you, the way you can play a part in how you describe it is mm-hmm. bringing more people up there so that you can reduce at least the amount of expectation everybody's expecting from you. So I, I, I generally think I generally think collaboration is collaboration is, is key. And at the same time too, as much as collaboration is key, I definitely don't think we should be entitled to like, you know, yeah. demanding change every time. I don't think we should do that. Mm. But at the same time too, as you said, I understand. And that type of mentality can be counterproductive because if you're sitting down wasting all your energy speaking to somebody that is not budging, that little I don't know, those 24 hours that you spent ranting, you could have applied it elsewhere. And plus, like, like, it might even, it might even, like, make my heart more stoned. Like, I, I don't want to do you it You feel anymore. even more alone. Yeah, I don't want to do it. Exactly. And therefore, you stay in the position. Exactly. I, I don't want to do that. So many respect they did that recently, but stepped out of that comfort zone. It's like a meat mill when it came to prison. Ah, This guy was on every new station. Man, man, he was, man, like, man. very vocal about that. But then, it can be also very lonely at the top because for a six-month period, he was the face of black America fighting and I can the imagine. And he had support yeah. from the top dogs, of course, here in these mm-hmm. background rooms. But exactly. Um, mm-hmm. But it does get a bit overwhelming. Yeah. And no matter how much your best efforts are, if you feel like you're alone, man, it's a tough, like it's an uphill battle. And I feel that's kind of the reason yeah. why all this petered out. But do you think someone like a McMill, I don't know McMill, I'm not speaking for McMill, mm-hmm. just a general hypothetical question. Do you think he would have done that if he hadn't experienced his nah, no chance. fortune of the criminal justice? No chance, no chance. No chance. So it's, uh, in a way, as in... But who hasn't? I mean, a lot of people have, but not, not everyone, not m- most of the people that have experienced to the level of fuckery that he experienced yeah. were as fortunate as him. So to me, yes. it's kind of like a no-brainer, like... Of all the people that have been fucked over like this, you're the most fortunate one. You kind of have to speak for on it. You get what I'm saying? Like, like you have to. Okay. You uh, have to I, assume this responsibility because uh, who else is going to speak on? Like, like no one else in this prominent position has been clearly fucked over wow. by this criminal justice system. So blatant. My point is, why does it have to get to that point? Because on a level, your status quo as a black American is marginalization. Yeah. Mm. And no matter every one percent that as a black man has gone through or is still going through it, depending on the circle they find themselves in, shouldn't that be a motivating factor enough? Not that you've seen the extreme of it all of a sudden now you're at the forefront. The fact that you've already been through such a traumatizing experience for anybody that's not been in that circle, Mm. like, that should be enough, shouldn't it? It it should, but doesn't mean as in, like, people are built different, people have different uh, values, principles, goals. So... For again, like like for if if you're genuinely say we're going for the same vision, right, and then you want a different strategy, fine, that's fine for me. Um, but if if you're not like if you're not fucking with the goal of fucking with the vision, that's cool as well. Just separate yourself. Like mm-hmm. I feel like we need to um, also adopt this mindset where you're not all your skin folk are your kin folk. Like not because yeah. someone is black or they've been through the black struggle. And they are now part of this goal that we're trying mm-hmm. to achieve. I'm yeah. admit niggas like that, just I move as in well not waste the energy on this. Don't waste oh I wish. As you said, my like, putting that energy on something more yeah, productive. Yeah, 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 so 
just let those niggas go and then the ones who are saying they want to go Naturally. then let's collaborate okay, you want to move in this direction okay nice i'll go in this way you yeah. go in that way because like the touching point yeah some from them black people do reactive measure which is like bailing out mm-hmm. fair enough maybe that's just in their person and not yeah. really a, a proactive person like that but that reactive is still necessary like you still need someone who's Definitely. bailing people out so it's just to encourage more of us especially for young mm-hmm. leaders because um I mean, the old people are already old now. They're not. They're not gonna convince a fifty-year-old person who is rich now to start changing their approach. Mm-hmm. But for young, prominent um, black people or aspiring um, black people, like just to understand that mindset, that we need to start filling up those spaces. So sure. if you're the react, not reactive in a negative sense, but if you're the guy that you're not really comfortable in the forefront, you're not really comfortable yeah. speaking on the mic and doing Black Lives Matter, but you know how to walk the back room, you know how to make these yeah. white people laugh and give you that money. Hey. Go do your thing, and then the people that I don't like how you say you get to dance. Get to dance. Get to dance. Get to dance. Get to Get to dance. 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 Get Right now, Maybe. yeah, I like in a way, man. I feel like part of me, I want, I, like, I, I want also black community to do more for him to like kind of save mm-hmm. him, like in a way because like it's it's even getting sad now. Like seeing Kanye, like knowing Kanye, man, and seeing him right now is just like to me, to me anyway. Like, I don't know how you guys feel, but I I just kind of feel sad, man. Like me, I always used to see Kanye as this like genius that like. That was so ahead of his game, I but like we, genius. I think I think he's a genius. But like right now, I I feel like, I feel like, I don't know. He's using he's using his mental health to make money, and mm. the people around him are not really being truthful, and which is so fucked up, because it's something now. God forbid something happens to Kanye today. Again, you hear all the amazing eulogies you hear about Kanye. Oh, Definitely Kanye did one. this. Kanye did that. Yeah, I'm like. Why can't it's so, we like? Sorry, yeah, sorry, it's so funny how Benson dies. Everything is fucked. Yeah, like the thing is like I, I don't like it's a game, right? Mm. Um, back to our very previous point of giving people our flowers. I think Kanye is one of those like cultural icons that like yo, he's done a lot for us, man. Mm. He's changed the way we dress. He's changed the way we listen to music. He's changed the way we even look at fashion. Like he's made he's made us see money from like just a creative side of it. Like he's made he's created entrepreneurship from like just create like music industry and creativity. And I don't like I feel like at the moment like people he's hanging with, or not even not even people he's hanging with because I, because at the end of the day like that that's I mean that's out of our own control. That's who he chooses to be with. Yeah. But I feel like us as a community too like. We dismiss Kanye too much, man. I feel like the, the, there has to be a way of like trying to like turn him back and bring him back to his my senses. I don't know. But I, I think it goes to the point for me in saying the reaction that people have to Kanye now is going to the point where you see if you see someone is not trying to achieve the goal, it's not like they're not moving the direction you're going, just let them go. But but Kanye is trying to do that though. I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, but like, I genuinely don't but from everything he does, he makes comments on at times, but uh, I feel like it's when there's a serious personal, like he, there's a vested interest for him, 
and he's felt that impact, then he blurts that out. Then he goes back to his status quo, whatever, like, BS we've been hearing for the most part. Mm. Like, now, this, I think you mentioned the point before. Yeah, like, um, <laughs> the NBA and the music industry, the new sleep shit. You get, and then what, what was the caveat about that? Universal to let him out of his deal. Yeah. That's the personal bout, you know. Ah, uh, like, so. Do you get, like, the connection I'm trying to see there? So does he, does he really have mental illness, though, if he's very aware of what he's doing? Uh, I, I feel like he does, and I don't feel it's fair to say that he yeah. does. No, I mean, it's not about being fair, because like, if, if he's, in, like, if, because what I described is very intentional. And he's but very fucked up to, like, want to... You can make intentional moves with mental health yeah, like, issues. Yeah. It doesn't mean that... It's it doesn't stop you from functioning. how he's making the moves that, exactly. that shows a breakdown. Mm. Um, but, then, but, but if it's working, hey... No, 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 no. Like, like, again, I don't know. If it's working, <laughs> I can't... If he's achieving his goal, why am I his goal, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But for me, I feel like that's why I said, like, for Kanye, like, I feel like they're dismissing him, but um, a lot of black people are dismissing him. But for me, like, I was never, um, like, I never put Kanye on that pedestal because for me, I've always seen Kanye as, like, he just wants to be relevant. He wants, <laughs> he wants to keep being in the conversation. That's actually no and, man. That's actually a connection. That's, that's his thing, like, <laughs> Whoa! He's actually the black version of Kardashian, like literally. If it, I mean, from the way you put it, yeah. literally, because that's what he tries on, right? Drama, mm. clout, and all that bullshit. Yeah. And right now, Kanye's gone. Like Kanye's identified that, like, yeah, in this generation, like it's all negativity that pays. Mm. So, excuse me. He just feeds off that. Yeah. And it just, I don't know, for for more relevance. I don't feel like he needs to. That's what pisses me off. But there's for, a weird. Uh, like the dichotomy of that character because I also see somebody that doesn't care what the hell people think at the same time. Bro, how of his music from before? Mm. Guy had a whole like song about like when I get my money right, like I don't care what people are saying, I don't and they're filming because he makes some moves that it's like it's very clear. Mm. He doesn't care that he's appealing to any base and he doesn't but at the same time it has the same converse effect of him not caring and being so outlandish then draws that attention to him mm. back again. Mm. Which I don't know how that those it, two it's, it's I feel like it's still a form of caring. Like, you know, people that have a don't care attitude, I'm going to do all this, this. It's yeah. still a because <laughs> the, the goal of that is not to um, get people concerned, like, or invest, not, not invest, but concerned about it, but it's more to get them paying attention to you, you know what I'm saying? It's not like, oh, now they are... Don't pay attention to me, guys. But it's like, oh, yeah, exactly. Don't pay attention to me, so that you then look at what he's saying, don't pay attention to me. So I feel like Kanye has always been that. He's always been controversial in order to keep the attention on him and on him. I feel like people, as in, have exploited him which is where I feel like, for me, so I, feel, I feel his mental health comes into play. Because I feel like, I think he might be bipolar, I'm not a doctor, mm-hmm. but I think he might be bipolar. And the, his bipolar nature um, has put him in situations where, in his drive to remain relevant, he's being exploited by other people um, around that, mm. that situation. And then the, the negative... Um, reverberating effect is that because he's then getting exploited, he then doubles mm-hmm. down and then it keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And maybe if you have someone solid who's like, yo, as in, I know I know what you're trying to achieve, but as in, I'm trying to help you. This is not for my own game, which is what some people say his mother was in his life. Um, if he had that person, like, then he'll be able to take a pause and, okay, yes, my goal is still, is still to be relevant, 
for I can make smarter moves about it. I can Is go he the only child? Way. I I think so. From his mom, yeah. From his mom, he's the only child. I feel I I cannot back that oh. claim up. But I just know they were very very close. Cause man, bro, like you need to save him, man. You you made a point. Um, two very good ones actually. One, this idea of the exchange of controversy for relevance, mm. um, and that, like, the dilemma that causes how that's further than exploited by like a larger yeah. industry or people or whatever. Those two sentences for me are a soundbite of what a lot of these entertainment industries mm. are for black people in America. Mm. So yeah. I feel like Kanye is just like a he's one like of a humongous me. example of it. You mm. know, he's like he's the perfect example of that. And the reason why we follow it to such degree is because of how large he is. But mm. top to bottom, this is what's what's happening. These people mm. they have an like an insane drive to be relevant and to be present. That's why you see all this crazy stuff on Instagram, crashing cars, throwing TVs, just being mm. silly because. These things sells it brings people closer. Someone like Lil Pump now his whole idea, the whole relevance around him was how wild and careless and reckless he was. That's what draw people, not his yeah. music. You know? So that's an, and that's ridiculously being exploited by the record industry, your friends yeah. and all that. I just think Chakani's story is not anything new. Like we mm. see this story. It's from a different the problem actually, is, a different angle. It's that we've seen like Kanye like operating on all cylinders and we've mm. resonated with that for a long time mm. that in him changing up like this is, you can open up your mouth yeah. to say we should reach out and help him because that comes from a place of care yeah. he's really the impact he's had yeah, on me for so long you don't even want him to go down that path mm-hmm. but for all these guys you don't care you know yeah. so on that same note sheesh like i didn't see it that way actually <laughs> on, on that same note if somebody like no matter how impactful they are in your life if the converse effect now is the negative is not weighing the positive like, why waste your time in that space? This is what, Chip, what Chips was saying mm. earlier. Like, he's just not conducive with where we're trying to go anymore. Mm. And we have to make peace with that, no matter how positive mm. of an impact he's had on us in the past, you know? Yeah. So, wait, but let me ask this question, right? Why do you think negativity sells more than positivity in this world? In this day and age, anyway, right now. Why? Uh, I mean, uh, I, I don't know why in it in its purest sense however i do know that um we are attached to negativity like ne- most of the life experiences or the most of the significant things uh, experiences in our life has been negative so we i think i think we i said i mean it's choose the right word but we yearn for negativity just to feel grounded because we know that most of the experiences we've had in life mm. have been negative, mm. we look around for negativity just to make sure I'm still alive. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm still experiencing... It's like a point of reflection for us. Yeah. The reflection, yeah. reflection. So, so I need to make sure that, okay, yeah. I've gone through a lot of negative stuff in my life, right? I need to make sure that you're going through negative stuff in order to make sure that, okay, ah, okay, everything is normal. You know what I'm saying? If I was going through negative stuff and both of you are going through positive stuff, like, what the fuck is going on? This is not real. You know what I'm saying? So I think, I feel like we look, even though there's positive around, we look for the negative in order to remind ourselves that we are still in this, whatever this state of consciousness. That's my, that's how I say it. But I don't know why we are we're wired that way. Mm. Maybe my weird. I mean, what, what, what do you think? What do you, what do you think more? I was had a question based on that mindset. I was 
this is just you already answered because mm-hmm. you don't know. I'm like, yeah. why is that our predisposition? Mm-hmm. It, it might be a defensive mechanism. I mean, fear might be a, a the, stronger driver. The awareness of fear and what mm-hmm. you should be afraid of yeah. means like you can then prepare your defenses in the best way, like to mm-hmm. you know yeah. protect so yourself. Because like sometimes I, 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 I honestly believe that like generally if if something is too positive it becomes boring like it's not just not nature to make it boring i don't understand like we don't have because that it's not real like that no, but, 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 feels real but, 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 but positivity is, is a thing is, is it but you, like, either, thing, either of those terms we don't live in a jungle either of them have to exist for the other to you know be present you positivity does not exist in the absence of negativity they all they both hold each other accountable in that sense mm. but at the same time that still doesn't explain the fact that why we yearn for negativity does that mean that our status quo is that it's positive in reality and that that's us trying to find that balance because they have to exist in each other well, as you said if, sorry, as you said like a fully positive life like when everything is clicking you talk like maybe you have all the money in the world you're this thing your family like it begins to feel like you're almost looking for that next negative thing to happen because it doesn't feel real but then the same thing if it's negative you're also yearning for that one positive mm. all the way but i mean like more yeah so um I feel like it's an aggregation of experiences that has kind of overweighted negative experiences in our life or mm-hmm. make us more conscious of negative experiences in the sense that, I mean, you always hear the phrase, it's too good to be true. But you never hear the phrase, it's too bad to be true. Mm-hmm. No one has ever said, ah, oh, life is so terrible for me, I can't believe this. We just, once life is going terrible, we expect, oh, so, yeah. this is this is <laughs> what life is about. You get yeah. what I'm saying? And I feel like it might just be an aggregation of experiences over the years yeah. of negative experiences that we just have, as in... Because we've experienced so many negative ex- experiences, we keep expecting more negative experiences. Oh, just in, I mean, um, I mean, if you keep, if something has been happening so much, you're gonna yeah. expect it. I'm not, not necessarily from ourselves. <laughs> not necessarily, not necessarily from ourselves, yeah. because you have to understand we're raised by other people. So, so those people either genetically or mm. or nurturing like social, um, through society, like mm-hmm. your parents and people around you they've also passed down the experience mm-hmm. of negativity. So now you're born, you've not really experienced more negativity, but you're still filled with the backlog of life is a negative space. Yeah. So you need to keep being aware of the negative situation in order to remain on the ground of like, like if, you're, if you forget like life is negative, you lose your foot and you lose yeah. your sense of... of um, and then when that negativity now comes in, it's going to throw everything off balance. Yeah, like, so you need to keep on going and keep being aware of the negativity and then when you say um yeah but i think uh, as well i think one of the reasons why like probably negativity you know it's because i still feel like negativity outshines positivity in this modern day life right uh, in terms of like what we see every day media all that kind of bullshit like you feed into more negativity mm-hmm. gossip all that bullshit i feel like reason why positivity is not to a degree in that limelight is because like we we have specific definitions for pos- for positive things. Mm. Like there's like um, how would I how would I put it? Like we have so for example, something positive always has to be something that is perfect. Always has to be something that is like you know lack of lack of sin, lack of something, lack of, like something mm. po- like something positive is just perfect to us. Mm. And I don't necessarily think that's what positivity is. You can genuinely get positivity from learning from a bad experience. You get, mm. as opposed to like saying, say for example, now um, um, you argue with your partner now, right? Mm. Um, 
and yeah you have all these arguments and all that kind of stuff obviously the positive way is like interact and you know come to an understanding of why you were mad and why i was mad and all that kind of shit but the thing is like how i see like in like in modern day society how i see somebody breaking that is that like as opposed to doing that you go to your friend you tell them your own point of story and like buy a story so that they can feel sorry for you she teach you gotta do the same and then there's like this one is giving you opinion that one is giving you opinion and then it's like there's never like something simple to resolve you never it's never it's never it's never like it never comes to like a simple plan to like resolve that conflict yeah. and i i feel like because of like the definite definitions of porn, positive things is why we don't actually we don't emphasize on them pop, like it's not it's not really it, it doesn't really shine like that because we define it too much like something positive has to be perfect something positive has to be mm. has to be mm, yeah it has to be spotless like if you're if you're if you're a positive person you've never you've never done something bad in your life mm. like and it shouldn't be like that i think positivity too like just the way you said defeat off each other it doesn't necessarily have to be positive like the way we define it you can find positivity for example like now they are we don't have internet right now it's a negative thing obviously but you can easily switch your mindset to shit i've been with internet for so long how do i survive in the world without internet how like like change like just accepting that that change quickly and just like appreciating your environment like that that's a positive thing but as we don't we don't really define positivity like that sorry go on um and i feel like we, sh- we should the same way negativity as you put it like has a wider scope of definition because like there's so many po- negative things you can experience that have not exactly. been like put into this box exactly. like it's the same thing you need to express like yeah. the same energy you need to keep when you're defining positivity yeah i was just thinking um personally the way i see it is that more value can be derived from negativity and more comfort can be derived from positivity mm, okay. the sense of like i say that because when a negative thing occurs it puts you in reflective mode i am it ought to rather i'm in this position what can I do to get out of it? And you create almost a new, like, process of how you go about that situation, which yeah. you then apply to that bulk of knowledge. And then next time it comes around, you have a best and mm. a, a new way to treat it, whatever. Mm. But in a positive aspect, how often do good things happen? You're on a beach on holiday and this thing, and you stop and you think, what can I do, or how did I get here? Or, it's very rare that you stop and you reflect and you derive. One thing is that, that we we make them rare though. Like no, no, most things are not control. I'm not control them. You, have, actually, you actually should stop and reflect. I'm like, okay, mm. I got here. First of all, I appreciate the fact that I'm here. Mm. How did I get here? What can I continue to do to get here? What can I do to elevate? All yeah. that for sure. But your back is against the wall in a negative circumstance, mm. and you feel now at this point you have to. So I feel it's that idea of being grounded that you said, but it's that awareness. Negativity makes you so aware. Um, your back is now against the wall, you're challenged and you have to step up to it and then mm. naturally some growth will come from that. So if you're like, it's when, you know, good news or bad news, like when they tell you that thing, immediately you're trying to brush past the positive because you want to get to that point that, okay, what can I do to solve it? What can I do to solve it? You know, so personally, maybe that makes sense. But if, can we apply that same logic like to a larger scale? Like why scaremongering in the news and all that is mm. what sells? Why are they putting it out there? Yeah. Because all this stuff is quite out of our control when yeah. they're talking about like a war in this part like of the world. Like the World War III. This, Remember that World that? War III? That like, that's like, quite out of our control. Yeah. But I guess, okay, think about the World War III example now. There's a chance it's happening. Um, Kim Jong-un is making noise over here. <laughs> like, so now, maybe just that awareness, you, you have, you derive some comfort from okay, this is actually happening. Yeah. I, what can I do about it? Should I create a bunker? Should I do this? Should I do that? 
and it's we're, we're quite a proactive species and i feel like that's maybe where you need to derive that from yeah and to be to be fair though yeah, yeah i think you're kind of right in in sense of how like um what's it called negativity like promotes like awareness among us because you know we are social beings and we always have that issue of trust among us too uh, just thinking on a deeper level mm. in a way it's so fucked up don't it like, i think it's it's more positive to be negative because you you always yeah it, because like you always have um like you always have your ground on check do you know what i mean mm. like you, you'll never be naive if mm. if, if you if if there's negativity, mm. if you are aware of negativity, you never be naive. You always be like, but then again, I, I feel like it depends on how you process it, right? Because mm. I feel like with negativity, a very good way of telling of telling that is that like it will never make you naive because like it will always make you keep your guard up, and while at the same time too, if you if if you're an individual that has mastered the balance of negative and positive, once you master, once once you have your guard up. You still you still recognize that oh yeah well, cool I'll still act normal however I'm not naive to act in this certain way for somebody to take advantage of me. Mm, you know what I'm mm, saying? Mm. I I think yeah I think in a way like that's why I go from my own point like it's actually mm. like there's positivity in that negativity. Can be right, yeah, that, that's that's actually kind of which, which feels more real pain or pleasure? Like when you're experiencing pleasure, does it doesn't feel? I mean, in my experience, pain feels more like. Tangible, tangible, yeah. yeah. Like you're, you're looking for it going. Do you get? Yeah, I mean, it feels as if it's like I mean, my my experiences That's are more true, focused yeah. on on like they're more heightened on pain rather than pleasure. Like it's not mm. like I'm not getting a sensation for pleasure. <laughs> pleasure is as in it it, it seems like. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean. That I feel like it's that aspect of the fact that pain pain feels realer than pleasure. It's probably what gravitates us more to negativity than positivity. However, um, I think a key. Damn. I mean, it's one of those things that. So this is what it is. How do we manipulate it? No, but so but, but, but in, in that though, I feel like do you think that that's just in our own head? That pain feels more because that can just be in our own head because equally. Bro, I get pleasure from making money. I get pleasure from making love to my woman. Like all I can say, I, I, yeah. it, it doesn't. It's not as if like it's not as if it's something that's just there and I want to go. Mm. Like it's something I'm looking forward to as well. Just mm. the way like just the way you describe how pain is. Yeah. So it's like I feel like in a way it might be something that might have been programmed in my head. In a way, it might be. It might be natural. I think for me, it's the part I want to get to is. Um, it's is the motivation factor from both scenarios. Mm. Okay. So so why um like negative scenarios like you guys both said puts you on edge, like you're more guarded, you're oh, more yeah. focused, you're more so why doesn't positive scenarios also put us on edge? Like mm. like make us like motive like wh- why do we so obviously we know okay, let's say negative makes us feel realer or more grounded, fair enough, we know that's the thing. But in terms of the motivation factor, how do we change the scale because you can equally be as motivated from positive scenarios than you as you are in mm. negative scenarios but how come we are not for that for, how feel, for, for positivity I, I feel because in the positive aspect it tends to be a choice mm. you can you have the choice to look at it that way or not and your life will be fine in either mm, set right. potentially There's no but in a negative There's one no like panic. if you do not 
act on it, mm. it most likely is going to get worse. Yeah. You don't have, like, there's no choice there. There's no freedom. Your back is against the wall. You have to make a decision at this yeah. point. Whereas in the positive, it's like, you could, and it would, you could derive value, but the other chances, even if yeah. you don't, you probably would be all right without it, you know? What is the worst, what is the worst scenario human can be in? What would you say is? The worst? What is the, what is the thing we want that's the most negative scenario? In death. Life? Death, right? That's what most people would say. Death. Yeah. What is the anti- like opposite of death? Like what is the most like there's no child's birth now. But you don't it's not like you, you don't experience your your own birth. But you as in we are like we have never experienced that birth, so there's nothing there's no upper ceiling. You get what I mean? It's like every one of these moments. We, like we, we, are looking, we, are, we are just looking forward to it. Like fuck when is the death? I mean, yeah, how do yeah. we like manage Avoid. death, which is the most negative scenario, but there's yeah. no most positive scenario where we are motivated to go and achieve like there's a there's a most negative scenario that we're motivated to avoid but there's no most positive scenario that we're motivated to go and achieve i think that kind of depends on the individual because if you ask a mm. person of faith that mm. their answer would be very different mm. because what's, death, what's, what's the death, death like is something that you should be aware of but not necessarily you should fear per se mm-hmm. and the opposite of that is because the be-all and end-all of existence is a person of faith is not this world. Or let me talk mm. about some of that's monotheistic. It's not this world. Mm. It's the afterlife. So it's like, you have to, you live by these prerequisites. You, you live your life up until this standard. And like every single one of those moments is the opposite of that. So death is something that you can be afraid of, of course, because you're going to pass. But there's a greater thing on the other side of mm. that that you could achieve. And that could push you to be like that. But to be honest... No, that, yeah. I, I, I think that's a great point because... I agree with that actually. I think that's a great point. Um, in terms of if if you stop seeing death as the most negative, most negative thing that you know, right? Because obviously death is the biggest thing we know, right? So mm-hmm. if you stop seeing death um, as the biggest thing or the most negative we know, and we see something bigger, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Then you're no longer motivated by negativity. Like you're no mm-hmm. longer afraid of negativity because you know like the biggest thing you're aiming for is something positive, yeah. which is heaven. Which might explain why a lot of religious people tend to be, maybe some of them feel more motivated by positive scenarios and tend to look for the positive side in things. It might be, I don't know, some religious people tend to have that, that mm-hmm. mindset that they're a bit more, okay, fair enough, this has happened, how could I get out of that situation? Mm-hmm. Which a lot of people say is the benefits of mm-hmm. being in religion. Um, mm. But if, if we tie it back to your question though, because I know we can go off on a tangent when you bring faith into this. <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's good. Um, I love it. <laughs> bring, how then is an individual that doesn't have faith mm, like, was, find, yeah. find that? Yeah, you know? yeah that's, I think to me that's what yeah. I was trying to say. So I think you'll find that from ambition. You can find out, you can. So, individual that doesn't okay. have, individual that doesn't have necessary faith, apart from the quote unquote whatever, mm. an individual that doesn't have faith, if you're in touch with yourself, your ambition drives you to want to do like to seek like positive things in a way because if you actually think about it and if you're really true to yourself you find out like positive things is actually what pushes you up there the ability of not your the ability not to give up and not to not to give up and not to see negatives in everything that mm. happens is what elevates you and makes you stand apart from your peers so i think if you're very aware with your own self Without being religious, without being religious, without having religious discipline as well, I think like achieving positivity is just as equal as well. It just it just depends. It just depends on the the only thing the only thing with that is, your like, 
there's no there's no like uh there's no sole focus in where you're going to you get different barriers in mind okay. and if you're not a strong individual mm. you can always derive from that and you might make your journey go a bit longer mm. compared to somebody who is very in touch with like his spiritual as like spiritual self mm. because you know for spirituality you already have a grounding factor which is god mm-hmm. so everything is all like it's all towards the channel of god mm. but for an individual now it's just like okay today you might be in this vibe of you appreciate art and you want to do great things through art and see positive things through art mm. and something fucked up happens in art and now it takes you hard for you to find something else again to channel yeah. in order for you to reach that ambition okay so yeah. we say like a case of death is coming and we're aware that it's coming and this is already a negative but i'm going to try to live as high a quality of life as possible until that point comes that when it does eventually come on the balance of things my life outweighs this terrible thing yes. that is death yeah okay yeah so for example we're talking about charlie boseman right this 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 this, this 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 brother had cancer since 2016 or 14 mm. i'm not sure mm. um 2016 and it is stopping from making black panther it is stopped this nigga from going for like movie promos it is stopping from doing anything like he was out there he was even visiting cancer do you know yeah. the amount of strength you have like he was visiting cancer like he's probably looking at these niggas like yo i i'm, I'm one of you man mm. like mm. couple of years time i'm going to be on this sick bed like do you know, like the amount of, but this guy, like he, he was, I'm sure he was so in touch with his own self. Yeah. Like he knew his own purpose. Like he knew he, was, he wanted to make an impact. So that, that grounding discipline just made this guy just aim for the absolute moon. And which in my opinion, I think he, and you and can see, see someone like him living it, like you can see he's not someone that's motivated by negative. No, no, not at all. A positive, like, positive like, thing, positive guy. Positive because there's already, there's already a negative distance already grounding over his head and why feed into that? Just do something opposite yeah. in order for you to reach your goal quicker. Yeah. And I'm sure if he was grumpy or he was down because of that, he would have probably died in 2018. Who knows, bro? Who know? Because, yeah. first of all, the yeah. stress, yeah. the thought process, the mm. constant, I can't do this shit, blah, blah, blah. Is Out that of me? the mind, though. Literally, yeah. his mind, in my own, that's what I was telling you earlier now, his mind literally saved him for almost four years. I think it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, I think, I think, which is key points that we've all touched on, um, is I think that 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 ability to kind of m- minimize the negative impact of death. I feel like if you come to terms with it, that there is there are bigger things in life than this n- glaring negative. Because it's gonna happen anyway. That we're, that we're <laughs> all heading to. If you if you have that mindset that something bigger, then I feel you're you're able to break out the shackles of being tied down by yeah. negativity or looking for the negative because mm-hmm. then you begin to because whether you're doing it from a secular mindset of yeah. looking for things in life that you can um value and as much of them as you can achieve um, by this, um, um in your lifetime or your religious person where you're looking past death and you're thinking about the better um situation you'll be in heaven or with your god and everything once you're once you're basically able to look past death then you're able to break away from the shackles and then begin to focus on more on positivity and then avoid like negative stuff to stop motivating you or driving you to actually do things because you know that death is not the the the, metric. the ultimate yeah. Yeah. yeah and I think yeah. another interesting point again that I was just I was just thinking in my head while you guys were speaking is like I think another reason why it's easy well why majority of like the population gravitates towards like negativity is like you're not really in touch with emotions, right? 
but not even touch your emotions away in a way like it's very easy for you to get triggered that's why like you know all these things like make you engage more like all these negative things makes you engage more because in actual fact mm-hmm. if you if you're really in touch with your your emotions and you you're like a, you're very aware of everything around you it's very hard for you like honestly negative shit is boring like i'm, I'm not even kidding like to a certain degree like i have kind of experienced that, <laughs> that, like, that in, yeah <laughs> it's actually kind of boring for example like gossiping about somebody like for me it's just like when we're talking about like when the whole focus is mm. on somebody else and we're talking negative yeah. like to me it's just like i i don't like first of all i feel like i'm losing knowledge from mm. that and i don't enjoy being in that kind of listening because i don't have i'm so in touch with my emotions that like that's that nigga's life whatever i yeah. choose whatever i choose to do that's I, like i understand him for being a human being i might not necessarily resonate with what he's doing but I don't think it affects me enough for me to want to talk about him. Do you get what I'm yeah. saying? But I feel like a lot of people don't have that self-control. Mm. That's why, that's why you know, like when something happens, it's like you just engage. Like maybe it might be, it might be, it might be, it might be as a result of so many things happen. Now you just engage on something negative. You feel that, and then something comes again. Like it's just, mm. it's just a constant battle of lack of controlling emotions. Yeah, I mean, that's another thing you can that, have. That's then. a solid point. That self-awareness. Self-awareness can do it with all the negative because, yeah. as you said, in those moments, if you stop and you take time to question, yeah. why am I in this place? Yeah. Why am I engaging in this discourse? Is there any progress here? Am I truly happy with that? When you are aware enough and can ask yourself those questions, the answer that tends to be no and that you're not really oh, it's enjoying boring. Things, you know? It's boring um, as fuck, man. Like, I, I, I agree. I think it's actually... Like, like, once you get to that point, you realize, um, in your sense, it's boring. Because, I mean, for me, even I remember... Um, you know the shade room. Yeah. I don't follow them. Oh, see, because I was after, like, yo, I can't, I can't keep, I can't. Yo, again, no, sh- I up. can't keep like. No, I respect them. Like, so, like I was following them because sometimes they they, they did have cultural news. They were, like, they had news I wanted to know about. Like, okay, yeah, and know about these things going around um, culturally. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, it's just ah, oh, this person, I do this. Person. Yeah, I'm like, I'm tired of seeing this shit, man. It's actually boring mm-hmm. right now. Like, like I want to just see the positive shit. So. I agree with you. If you if you have that self awareness, I don't really like when because obviously I'm, I'm, me and emotions have a different um, um, <laughs> way of looking at things. But I don't I don't I don't necessarily like the approach of being in touch with your emotions because I don't really know when people say it's positive, nigga. I like, never said it's not positive. I said me. I don't I don't have that approach. But I do agree with the self awareness, knowing yourself. No one works for you and what does it But knowing yourself is knowing yourself, like, it's emotionally, like, it's emotionally knowing yourself. Because you're an emotional being. Yeah, yeah like, I don't know. believe I'm an emotional Yeah, you're an emotional Let me tell you the harshest truth, yeah? You are made through passion and emotion. Your dad was funny. Your dad was funny. Your dad was funny and he fucked your mom and he gave you a cut. Sit down. Guy, you're made of emotion. I was made to be intentional. Sorry, it's a good girl. Let me bust your bubble. It was not like that, sir. No. It was not like that, sir. Your dad, your dad put in that pressure, bro. From place of passion and love. And that's emotion right there. So you're definitely an emotional being. The mere fact that you can sit here and you are laughing with us at these experiences goes to show that you are and you cannot be fully <laughs> like you cannot be fully self-aware unless you 
tap into that aspect of the yeah. emotional aspect of you because yeah. if you don't do that then best believe the ignorance that mm. comes from that space can be taken advantage of or mm. like that lack of understanding for yeah. what we'll holds you back yeah it's one of these niggas he, he's just like one of them ones i love you babe he's like oh but yeah, no, but yeah, I, 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 mean, I do agree with what you said. No, I did, like generally being, I, 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 and I know, and I know I've been like a case about emotion because nigga, I know that she will help you out. It will unlock. I don't, I mean, it will unlock something. And nobody says sit around and cry. No, 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 I don't be aware of yeah. like, how, like, no, that's the way I do, I do with self awareness, right? My, I know I'm saying, just the word, I do self awareness. But my thing, again, my thing, which I, again, this is my own. Like pathway or my perspective um, is I feel that um, for some people the act of being in touch with their um, emotions causes them to be driven by their emotions. Like I want you to be aware of your emotions, but don't be driven by your emotions. You get what I'm saying? I don't feel you're fully in touch with your emotions if that's like if what's your driving by force. Em- yeah. But for for some people they feel like that that is, which is why to me, like I said, I don't when I, I I'm more comfortable with being self-aware, like understand your whole perspective, understand your good and bad. But from the perspective when people are like, oh, you need to get more in touch with your emotions. For me, I feel like that is a ne- not in, um, that is a dangerous message to send to some other people because some people might not fully understand what that means. Like some of them think oh, it means for me to be driven. It means for me to react um, for, uh, for my emotional drivers in every scenario. But no, it, it means you need to understand why that emotion is there, understand why you're feeling it that way and understand from a co- from a collective perspective how to respond yeah. to that situation. Do you feel like you do that and you're aware of that? I feel like I do that. Um, I feel like I do that. But, I mean... <laughs> Calm. I mean, <laughs> 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 yeah. No, genuinely, genuinely, I feel like I do that. Um, but uh, I think that the, 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 the reason, again, I, I, I just feel that way is I've seen a lot of people around me when I've, as in... I know because I'm having the same emotion, but I'm I'm not reacting because in that in a particular way because the, the emotion is not driving me. It's there. I'm feeling it. I'm aware of it, mm. but it's not driving me to respond in that way. But I've seen a lot of people drive it, be driven, and then they say, "Oh, they're just emotional." They're just, and I'm like, "No, that's not. That's why I like. If that's what you think, being in touch with emotion, stop being in touch with yeah. emotion because it is a lack of self to yeah. Like, so you can't feel like an emotional way without necessarily reacting emotionally to that scenario, that situation, so, but, I mean, yeah. No, but, but I mean, firstly, you also, in that process of taking stock, there are also circumstances where it is adequate, or rather required for you to react emotionally, mm. because mm. it's what is needed at the time, and that's the flip side of it, yeah. it's not every single thing that you can be like, as it's happening, you're yeah, going through it, yeah, and you're yeah. just aware of it, you, sometimes yeah, yeah, you have to yeah, stop and yeah, yeah, act on that, yeah, and there's yeah, every yeah, reason yeah. to be. Yeah. Yeah. But it's got to be an educated decision, not yeah, that it was yeah, out of collectively. Exactly. And actually, to even add on that, like, I genuinely feel like something that's really helped my self-awareness mm-hmm. was literally unlocking my emotional side, man. Like, but what does that mean for you? What does unlocking your emotional side So, unlocking, unlocking my emotional side is being able to, like, channel my emotions without feeling any sense of judgment. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like no giving a fuck about what somebody else thinks or what, um, what how somebody else would perceive me. The, the moment I was confident with that, 
bro, like, I genuinely feel like it's so hard for someone to violate me. Like, to an extent where like, it pays me off. Like, it's so, it's so hard. So, for you, um, being in touch with emotions means being comfortable with the emotions you're Yeah, okay. yeah. Being, yeah, no. being extremely comfortable and having that ability to always want to understand what I'm feeling yeah. like. Yeah. Like, and, and when I do that, it's just like, I just have so much control and power. So, like, I don't think, I can, t- I can tell you anything about me and I don't think you can use that against me mm. and, make, and make me feel bad. Mm. Like, I'm just like, if you say, if you say that, like, in a condescending way, I'm just like, okay, like, mm. and so what? Like, I, I know I was comfortable telling you, so I don't, like, you saying no. it again doesn't yeah. really make any sense. So, like, in a way, man, guy, get in touch with my emotions. From that, from that perspective, I do agree. Maybe that's something I'm still working on as well. I'm not comfortable with all my emotions. I'm probably they love them, but not all of them. Like, there's some, for me, like, getting to that point where, okay, you have this emotion. Yeah. Like, just, that's what you do, just deal with it. But I'm probably still at the point where I don't feel I should have that emotion. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, no, uh, but, but, but that's, that, that's where, uh, and, 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 and uh, the thing is, and then we pay everything in the process. Mm. Um, you don't ever rush. You don't ever rush something. You don't ever rush something they are not ready for. Yeah. Because you got if you end up doing something you're not ready for, you might want to end up learning it the wrong way. And yeah. you might, as opposed to being this loving and caring person, you can turn into future Hendrix. You know what I mean? <laughs> turning tur- turning girls into the streets. Hey, hey. You know, treat them like dirt and they'll stick like mud. You know, do you know what I'm saying? That kind of that kind of that kind of But then yeah, I think it's just the next segue. That's what I'm like, yo, as in perfect, wow. let's get that was good. Nice. So I cool man. Speaking of the Godfather and Chief. Uh, Mr. Future Henry. Um, <laughs> no, let's go. So, um, yeah. Um, so, um, I was watching this podcast. Um, I think it's the Eight Five South Show. Yeah. Shout out to um guys from that podcast. This young fly. My man, like Lil Duval, my favorite human yeah. being on earth, man. One of my favorites. <laughs> Love him, man. Lil Duval was on this special episode, and they were having a conversation, and um, Carlos, to me, dropped what I thought was a gem. <laughs> And the, the statement was, um, if a girl, like if your girl, um, is mad at you, like she's she's pissed off for you, however, she's still willing to give you the box, like she's still willing to lash, she's still willing to, yeah, as in she's still willing to let you get freaky dicky in it, like that that is the epitome of true love. And for me, like I was like, yo, that is hundred a thousand percent fact. Because like for her, for for uh, for a girl in that scenario to be like, I'm pissed off. Yeah. Like you hurt me, I'm pissed off. But I love you so much. I'm still gonna do. I'm still gonna be there for you for what you need. Because sometimes sex is a need for men. Like it's, it's not no no. It's, See that I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. It. It's not no no. <laughs> I mean yes 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 Come no on, yes no. But the thing is, the thing is, um, I. Kind of agree with that, yeah. yeah, in the sense of be, it being true love because yeah. my nigga, no matter how much you respect and love this girl, you're still thinking of that motherfucking thing. And exactly. every girl is aware of it. Yeah, that's what and I the did know. That, and the fact that like she's willing to like, yeah, I'm not going to torture you. I'm not going to torture you. Yeah, I'm not going to torture you. I mean, yeah, that can, that, that can, yeah, that can count as love. I, I can, I can see, I can see how that's. I think that's true love, man. Because I feel like that's the narrative. Yeah, that's if, if you really that you have your back. It's, it, it speaks mm. on the larger issue, and you touched on it a second ago. Like, 
the end of the day, it's a partnership, right? Mm. And you're both in here together. And the aim is not to find ways out of it. It's when you have problems, you deal with them inside. Mm. Mm. And there's a fundamental level of care that you have for each other that irrespective of what's going on, you know, you will give that for one another. Yeah. And that's in whatever space. Say, and you touched on it when we were speaking on it earlier, um, you, have, you have a fight and it's time for dinner. It's petty for her not to cook or for you not yeah, to cook. Yeah. Or like you have an issue still and you're out on town and you know she loves this specific flower that mm. only comes around once a month and you see it and you buy her a bouquet and all that. Like that, that basis is still there. Yeah. Like our relationship hasn't gone anywhere. I still care about it. We, yeah. just ha- we happen to have this isolated issue. So yeah. everything else shouldn't necessarily suffer as a result. Mm. And definitely I feel like on that principle, it is a sign of true love because yeah. it's a package, and this yeah. happens to be if that's the nature what of how you relationship, you know yeah. exactly. And and touching on that, to me, I feel like that should be the goal. That's what a lot of modern relationships is like now, which is why a lot of people break up easily is because people don't get to that sense of true love. And when I say true love, I mean like, as in you see this person as part of you. The same way you see it, like like I don't know how other people live with their families, but. If you have your, like, your siblings, going up with a lot of siblings, we argue and fought all the time, but they are still my, you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, like because I was pissed off yesterday doesn't mean, like, now I'm, I'm an only child. Now, I still have my siblings, I still have my parents, yeah. like, that's still, that's still my family. I'm not just going to leave this family because of a dispute or an argument. <laughs> so I feel like a lot of times when couples have those disputes and arguments and a result to a, like, a breakup, to me, like, you have not reached that point where, like, okay, let's, as in, yeah, I'm pissed off, but as in, let's resolve through this. As in, casual culture, man. Yeah, like, it's like, it's still, fun. like, okay, the slight thing. I mean, I'm not saying, like, if, if, you're, if, you're, that, if, you're, in this, if you're in a position with someone where you feel it's not worth it, I don't really want to reconcile with this person, then fair enough. But I feel like a lot of relationships don't, they're not aspiring to get to that level, they're not trying to get to that level. Because if you do get to that level, you realize that, you're gonna be in arguments for a lot of time, and then you end up being there for sixty years you know because so you genuinely care about that person. Mm. Do you know what? Do you know what's so fucked up? I genuinely believe, yeah. So, like the word segue, but I genuinely believe the reason why, especially our generation, we have this attitude, especially towards dating, mm. is as a result of technology and social mm. media, to be particular. Mm. You know, social media. So no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Social media, not even apart from the messages in terms of relationships or the narratives in terms of relationships. Perfectionism. But just the not even perfectionism. It's like the it's the way the whole thing is designed. Fast information, yes. quick finish, quick yeah. finish, quick finish, quick finish, quick yeah. finish. And I feel like that's how our generation is going. Yeah. You, you just see something, consume it, and like for example, um, Jay Z brings our album today. We listen to it. It's the greatest album of all time. Blah 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 blah. Two weeks later, nobody's talking about it. Yeah. Somebody else has like, dropped. Where, yeah, exactly. Whereas before, like, you know, we, we yeah. had time to process. If somebody does yeah. something for yeah. you. Six, yeah. remember P-Square's album? I don't know if you guys remember this in high school. Like, for three, four months straight, like, bro, we are banging this shit straight from number one to the last one. We are banging for four, five months. Mm. It will never happen now. Oh. It will happen, guy, like, two days, oh. a week max. Even Bonner Boy. Yeah. Imagine Bonner Boy came out at that time. Yeah. Bro, you chat more than how he's charging like right now. But the thing is like, I don't know man, like yeah. with, it, with, it, with like with social media like coming into place and all that kind of stuff, I, I think it's changed our own idea of of like how we tolerate things. And I think it's something That's a solid point. Yeah, and I think it's something that we we need to always try to step back. It's not like processing like processing information that like that 
Like that fast doesn't necessarily make you smart. I don't think it's healthy. And it doesn't even ex- exact and it's exact and it's definitely not healthy as well. Because it then resonates into like different aspects of your life. You know, you, you can't make decisions because okay now you're thinking of this, oh you've seen that, oh you've seen like you don't have that ability to just like focus on that one thing and perfect that one thing. Yeah. Likewise relationship, focus on that one thing and perfect that thing. Or might might be your studies. Focus on that yeah, one yeah. thing and do your own thing. I feel like our lives are like that's such a solid point. Our lives are so oversaturated yeah. in every regard. Like, like if you happen to engage at that level, let's say like in the first world, for example, yeah. we don't have access to all this. But like everything, there's so much of it at any given point in time that as one goes, you know that there's another coming. That there's mm. no basis of longevity. Yeah, like, longevity is definitely a like, generation. Oh, I definitely, that, I, that's I, I definitely see that, and it all ties into all that as you said. So you pick up your phone and you're consuming all this information. It comes and goes. An app like Tinder exists where you're just swiping and swiping, swiping. and it's just oh, human beings, bro. You're literally out. talking to a girl, right? You're getting. Are you still swiping? And then no, and then you. Tinder's like, oh, you've got a new match. Like, obviously, you, what are you, you gonna get, do in that situation? Where you exactly? Yeah, where where you, our, you, I need to explore this new match because then you have a new you match. Get, you get what I'm saying? And so it just, just you're just consuming. Like, and like, imagine now. For you that use the platform, me I've heard or not beside it, you know. Like when you swipe and you meet someone, you're like, you know you can't go back. You can't go back and like un- undo that. But in your head you're like, somebody else will come up. And that's so problematic, you know. But if you then make it manage to like walk through that minefield and make it to the other side, so you have found somebody and then you're now in that space yeah. with that person. That thing I touched on earlier, I feel comes out, which is that perfectionism that yeah. you're presented with nothing but perfect couples you're opening these apps people are going all these together doing all this yeah, stuff yeah. and that's almost like the, this perfect mindset is now what is the acceptable status quo yeah. but nobody can achieve that even those people that are yeah. showing you this you know yeah. so you have these unrealistic expectations and what yeah. do you expect if you hold yourself to those standards you always fall short yeah. and that so like it's one battle after the other, after the other, and like we all sound like old heads here saying like, you know, the good old days when we didn't have to do all this uh, stuff. Nigga, I can't be honest, I feel like I, lo- I love the old days. days. In this I actually case, I love like the old days. Value. Nah, I love Yo, it. Bro, I love no, Instagram. Bro, you know, in this... <laughs> <laughs> I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I don't want to give up Instagram. Nah, nah, nah. Oh. But bro, this, I don't know. Did you guys not experience that? Did you guys not experience... That thing where like that's not where you have to like go block a girl, ask her for a number, yeah, yeah. and then have that matter. You have a three-hour conversation. Yeah, with it. Guy, you nice. never met this guy in your life. Free call. Guy, free extra nice cool. Call. Oh, oh, extra cool, man. Extra cool. Oh, oh, extra cool. Yeah, that guy. Oh, and, see, and I think like, see, imagine that time where where like you know social media wasn't as prominent. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it wasn't as prominent. Yeah. Like you appreciated that. Yeah. That the fact that yo this girl is you know she's willing to talk to me. Yeah. I always have to think of. Like we got creative with like mm-hmm. even our conversation. Like mm-hmm. you always have to make sure the conversation is good because you just want to keep the girl engaged and just keep busting her brain yeah. so that eventually she'll agree to go on that day with you. And right now, like I feel like the the opposite effect of social media on that right now, in terms of appreciation, is that like it just makes you believe like you know, even before there was this old saying that many fishes in the river, we used to say but now Instagram is literally uh-huh. showed you bro, how it relates to us. Yes, it's like the ocean. But it's not serving an ocean, it shows you where the fishes are. <laughs> this is where dolphins are, this is where sardines are, this is where sharks like it shows exactly and what you want and in your area. Every single species you have you have seen it. Like 
Imagine, bro. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'll say my, my grandfather now, for instance. Uh, I have seen, <laughs> without seeing personally, I have seen more women than he could have ever fathomed. Like, probably in the last week. Like, our grandparents, like, probably the reason why their marriages worked is, I mean, they had to just pick from a pool, a small pool of village, so they could make a quick judgment, that, okay, this is the best woman for me from this pool. Mm-hmm. But for us, when we have to make, um, pick from a, a global pool, it's not just from the a small pool. There's, there's niggas you're, you're in, in America like, that are dating in Thailand. You get what I'm saying? Like, you're going like, to keep what? feeling like, ah, oh, shit, I picked this girl, but... It's hard for you to just cash in and and and, and take your cake. Sure. You have to. But but so then again, the guy's not healthy to keep living like this. As much as as much as we're criticizing it though, yeah. Like how can we actively how can we actively press like preserve ourselves from falling into because it's inevitable yeah. that all of us will fall yeah. like your work requires you to have social media yeah. so even whether you like it or you don't like it like you need to have some yeah. form of like social interaction so like how in this digital age like how do you i don't know like how, how do you move past how do you move past or not even move past like how do you how do you understand that yo this is what it is this is the effect on me mm-hmm. and how do you how do you navigate through it while being your own self that first aspect, if you guys don't mind if I no problem. Um, that first aspect you spoke about, that's very much an individual journey. I don't know how, I don't. There's no master class or anybody mm-hmm. that's shouting the top of their lungs like the damage that this caused. And it's, I swear, it's only when the research comes out in the next couple of decades, the negative effect that this is having on us. It's only starting now to be honest. You're yeah, seeing all this yeah, stuff about yeah. depression, all. But um, once you realize that, and you're in this space, you're like, okay, I I see it for what it is at this point. How can you then derive value for that? From you now you know the person that you are the type of areas that resonate with you and for me personally what i've tried to do i don't know if you guys have done the same is filter what comes through you know so if i open my explore page i i'm saying i don't want to see this let me see more of this let me see more of that take this off of me so every time you open it's more things that resonate with you whether like it's your business minded you're going to see entrepreneurs whether it's to do with your faith, you're going to go see pages that have to yeah, deal with yeah. like engaging with your faith. Okay. And it's the, the only way, because if you leave yourself to be in this minefield of things, because every given thing in this world that exists can be in front of you, right. but it's just up to you to tailor make like the approach that you want for yourself that's conducive with you. Because if you don't want to give you a big up for that thing, man. Because like what you said about like filtering your Instagram is like, one is something that well, we will train your social media pages <clears throat> just be what's conducive with your mind what already your, so that you don't get poisoned with everything that's out there. like for instance now like say like let's take instagram as a perfect example mm. you open your page and you see i don't know football content you want to see news content you want to see um business and content you want to see, and then all of a sudden you see i don't know <laughs> Um, <laughs> like, like ass, <laughs> and you don't want to see. How do you filter, like, bro? You just go, you bro. You go, you go, you go, you well, first of all, all the pages yeah. that you follow, you unfollow the ones that are not conducive with your growth process mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. the ones that come up on the random piece, Explore, because yeah. it's an algorithm after yeah, all. Yeah. You just go look. 
I am not interested. I'm not interested. Every time you see something like that, it's an active approach. I don't want to interest it. So what, you click on the photo and then click not. Yeah, where's that feature? It's, it's just, literally like it's oh, like in the uh, yeah yeah. Instagram food that they yeah. that shit. <laughs> exactly. You know, and for me, what pisses me off like the content that always used to come up on my page. I'm like the algorithm is calculated this way for it to come back. It's like the American rap culture. Like what, the wildness that comes from that. No, not necessarily as <laughs> Like the wildness. People just doing dumb stuff on the gram, you know, for clout. Oh, six nine said this. But yeah. when I see that, I'm like, okay, bro, maybe I'm not. I'm not doing my first. And I go and I and I play that. Okay. And it's all that. You just you get so, rid of it. Uh-huh. And the next time you refresh, the more you refresh, it just becomes so yeah, tailor made. Uh-huh. And, and you know what? And that's what it ought to be. Like a Pinterest now. Algorithm. Yeah. Cause yeah, like a Pinterest now, for instance. Pinterest, it's a, it's yeah. a platform that I've never used it, but I've seen people that I, I, I use it. You, you know, you, board, you literally pro- put together what you want to see, and that's what you need to do on all these platforms. Mm-hmm. You know, for your own good. For your own good. And, and to be honest, like, it's, it's very beneficial because for me, there was a realization I came to place that I just realized uh, that it just made me realize, like, damn, I consume a lot of, like, fast food on this internet, man, a lot, and it's not healthy for me. So fast food. So it's like, I just realized, like, um, okay, I was following this page, Wallstar. Like, obviously, it's not... <laughs> no, but, 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 but everybody, everybody follows Wallstar, right? I don't. I mean, now I don't, I don't anymore. But the thing is, like, after after the conversation we had and you know that advice of filtering your um your Instagram page, I was just like I started as just like a joke. I'm like you know what, mm-hmm. fucking let me actually like go to this thing, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I was about to unfold um Worcester. Actually, I unfolded Worcester because so there was this um they had they had a story of like I don't know it's like this random ass guy like stealing from the shop and it was funny and they had like laughing emojis. Mm-hmm. I'm just like. Just I'm just picturing myself. I'm like, they, I don't find this funny. I think this is so like, mm. what the fuck is this? Like, why am I even like pushing? Because at the end of the day, best believe. Remember that. Remember power of power of your mind, right? Mm. Everything you see is what you, what you act in a subconscious mm. state. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, why am I even looking at all this kind of bullshit? All I want to see right now is positive shit yeah. and like stuff that will make me grow. So why am I not feeling into that? Yeah. Because like you actually because the actual fact is like that video I saw. Before, these are the kind of videos that make me procrastinate. I'm doing something, and uninterestedly, I'll just go on my page and I'll see them. I'm like, oh, why is this guy doing this thing? And then the next video comes up, and then I'm checking. And then after like t- maybe 20 minutes of waiting, I'm just like, what the yeah. fuck was that? Like, I didn't even need to watch that video. Yeah. I'm mad at myself for that. But then I don't think I'm proactive step of, of following that. Mm-hmm. I, I just kind of I, I just kind of blame it on oh it's my procrastination like it is what it is I'll try and do better but you know, the more you make active steps into all these kind of you it helps yeah, your mental yeah. man because at the end of the day it's all food it is yeah. it's all food and you are gonna consume yes. yeah consumer yeah, so why don't you just choose what is it you're going yeah, to facts, consume facts, facts, facts. I mean yeah that's that's some deep facts um in terms of um so for one um following on following the pages yeah, that's like you should like don't follow people like if so if if a page you're following is giving you negative effects unfollow that shit like, don't like there's no point like like um continuing to um indulge in it if you if you know for sure you're not bringing it well sometimes it's popularity as well like a page like worcester everybody has worcester you don't you don't want to get you don't want to be left you don't want to be but yeah, no, I agree. No, but but that can be that for me, you know. No, that's but what I'm yeah. saying. But again, that yeah. that's something again that like drives people to just yeah. want to just because, because want to be in the loop. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand. But yeah. the same is is the same for like that's my this was my experience with the shade room because I felt I needed to follow the shade room because everybody was following the shade room. Yeah. Everybody, 
was talking about what's happening in the shape room. But I realized, nah, this is too much negativity for me, and it's not what the information I'm going to get from Shade. Like, even if I know I want to keep in the culture loop with people, mm-hmm. my own feeling is not worth it. So if you get to the point where you're like, okay, this negative feeling I'm having is not worth me being socially acceptable, like having yeah. a conversation with other people, then unfollow them. Because you, you probably, if, if, if it was what I found out, especially from social media, if something is really news, you'll find out anyway. No matter what. Like someone is gonna tell you now with social media. So yeah, so from the const- uh, from the standpoint of following pages, um yeah, yeah definitely unfollow pages are not you're not fucking with. However, in the in the explore bit where you have like not interested mm-hmm. where you're able to tell what you see in explore page, that's kind of interesting to me, which is why I say I wanna see how the algorithm works because I feel like that section is driven by not just your interest, but your friends and yep. your 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 followers yeah. and your following like the community yeah, interest. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> so I found yeah, that. Yeah, like, like, you, you get what I'm saying? Like yeah. how how does it like like it, it it's kind of counterintuitive to the point of like they're showing you what other people, as in similar people that because you've said, your you've to told them that you fuck with this. Yeah. They're like yo. If you fuck with this person, this person what they do, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like, how do you then balance that? Like, how do you stay in the loop with people you've already said you fuck with, as in what they're consuming? Yeah. But then they're telling Instagram to not show you that as well. Like, what what is it going to show you? Instagram, like, that's yeah. kind of. And then it's up to you if you really why are you following those people in the first place? You know, mm. that are feeding those type of things to you. Yeah. Because that means that's what they they outside of this space. That's what feeds their mind. And yeah. you want to be in those circles where that's all they're being fed, not necessarily. Yeah. And also, that's why the people are so um, one-sided like that. That mm. somebody cannot consider and still be a brilliant individual yeah. per se. So it's either the constant battle of you're not conducive with me in this space or outside. So goodbye. Yeah. Tough to do, of course. Very yeah. tough, man. But like outside of that, yeah. then it's just for you to now. After you've done that, the best of your ability, you have to find the algorithm. Because if you, you have, if you have your boy, who like it's your boy. As in, it's your boy, but your boy likes bad titties and ass fixes. And now you got bad titties and ass fixes. Funny motherfucker. You're like, you're like, oh shit, I've got a girl. <laughs> but it's not me, I it's my friend. You. <laughs> I like to appreciate beauty. <laughs> it does work, innit? Yo. But now, fair enough for that feature, I'm gonna like uninterest in those TikTok videos, man. Those oh my god, yeah, man. But, but, but okay, another interesting point, right? Okay, it's good to un. it's good to. Um, do all these kind of things mm. for your own experience and whatnot. But for somebody who is into business, mm. that you know, you have to like challenge to all like different kinds of like different like different types of like market and different channels mm. or mm-hmm. different things in order for you to like meet different people. How like I feel like it's very hard for you to like. I feel like it's very hard for you to like personalize your own experience because. That information is going to come to you regardless, unless you don't want to be a successful businessman. Because, I mean, social media now is 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 gone past just your own personal experience to people actually make money off it. Yeah. yeah, you know, like it's a platform where people can, you know, can build your own brand and all that kind yeah. of stuff. So in that kind of sense, like, is it advisable? I mean, is it advisable for you to have like a personal and then business one? Yeah, of course. You, you could. You could. But then the that. thing. Is, and also, I would say, yeah, you could say that I have a personal business, um, but also, you need to, it depends on the lens you're viewing it as. If you're viewing it from the mindset that 
I'm doing this for business. Like, this is not yeah. me in my leisure time scrolling mm-hmm. the gram. Like, I'm engaging this thing, like, from the mindset of I'm trying to... You're not a consumer in that place. Yeah, I'm not a consumer. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm mining. I'm trying yeah. to get something out of this situation. Mm-hmm. Then you're not kind of, like, indulging in it. You, you, you think know? it for what it is. Yeah. In, 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 in effect, you are part of the people that are in that manipulative circle, mm-hmm. you know, because you're trying to figure okay, out what's okay, hot, what's okay, trendy okay, and how, yeah. how you can, you know, apply yeah, onto that. Okay. So as long as the mindset remains different, you're not consuming, just don't yeah, consume. Yeah, yeah. Because people do that, like yeah. this page, the corner, I don't know if you've seen the Black American I pages. Follow, I follow Bill this page. I trust <laughs> But the Quan was recently sold for $85 million. For real? Page. And guess what? 85 mil. No, some niggas, I mean, they make peace. Bro, because they advertise it, bro. Yeah. 85 mil. That page has how many millions of followers? Yeah. But this is the interesting part. The Quan, which is a prominent page, which is known for, you know, black content and all this hilarious stuff that's really from the community, was run by two Iranians. What it was, or it is. Whoa! Yes, it was before. No. Whoa. It was founded by this kid from, the, I don't know, from this Canadian, Ethiopian, of course, black. Okay. And he yeah. could relate to all this stuff, but obviously this page started to pop. And these these Iranians they own this large like media company which purchased him out of it from a very early time, but they kept everything the same, kept yeah. the bio very tactical, the Ethiopian flag and this thing, left it as this continue to post that same content out uh, and grew the page to this humongous point and now they made the sale and then it just came out that they're these two Iranian guys. Uh, okay, so uh, you know? they started it. They, those Iranian guys bought it and then now they've sold it off. The yeah, time. and then now it's gone. Because and, I've noticed that like sometimes I'll search a random ass page I've never followed before. Like, all of a sudden, I'm f- like, so it means someone I was following before sold their page to someone else and then. Which some, is yeah, why sometimes. Change, yeah, yeah. But, but on, yeah. like, in this type of model, like, you just kept the same principle and you mm-hmm, ran with mm-hmm. it. But the issue here is, like, it's exactly what you're making. Somebody knows and sees, like, a marketing opportunity, yeah. a chance to make money, and that's all they see it for, you know? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so this. We now feel like we're in the nigga country. How about, man? How about, man? They never stuff. Bro, like, <laughs> remember when all our Black Lives Matter things like that right here yeah. and they're exposing, but like exposing people? They're not the, too. The thing is, obviously, they're a large what? company. They won't they have cartoon around it. They have yeah. Products. Bro, did you see those things? Bro, that's bro, what I'm saying now. ridiculous amount bro, of stuff that is so ingrained. The, the, like, the, the, the hair product. Yeah. Oh, well, well, yeah. It's a work product. It's a work product. But ridiculous amount of these things. Get malls. that we're drinking now from Africa. What are you claiming all It's not. We don't have a single stake in that. Why would I actually believe you, man? I'm just consuming. I'm just fucking consuming every single thing we see. That's fucked up, man. I think even in that space, like, to be honest, like, in terms of the African things, it's just more branding that's missing. Really. Branding. Because, like, we, guys, we have everything we want. It's just, like, we don't brand it to appeal to us. Because, like... Sorry, finish. No, no, no. I mean, go on. Yeah, sorry. I mean, I feel like people like um, I, I'm I, apart from the negative content that comes from the shade room, I actually fuck with them because I feel like they they branded that thing. Mm-hmm. Like they have they have a whole team. They even have a section called shade room teams. Like like yeah. like they make merch. Do you know what I'm saying? Like one one fair play. You know the guy that did Wallstar is dead. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the old, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did that remember thing. Thing. Yeah, like the So I think mm-hmm. those guys, I'll give credit to them, a fair credit to them. They worked out on the brand, which more black people should do in order to mm-hmm. keep hold of our thing. Because sound like Daquan, like I thought it was just a niggas page that just became mm-hmm. famous. You get what I'm saying? Like, oh, he was just posting memes and now he's famous. Sound like okay, I'm, I'm just Bay as well. Is doing really well. This brand, huge, say, huge, yeah. fantastic job. Yeah, but it sound like Daquan had branded. 
you won't like even if you got bought out from the by those Indian guys, they would have had to pay big money because it's mm. a brand. Mm. But like, like I feel like like mm. you said, we need to get more um, clued up on branding and yeah. and ownership. And but I think to be honest, what, what like care and every other like business, if you ask me, bro, I think. But but but, 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 you know, but you know the thing is that I always have soft spot when it comes to customer care, right? Because I mean, I've not I'm, I'm not. I'm only trying to venture into business, so I'm really, like I have a slight understanding of why might that like why that might be a problem. And when it comes to customer care, it's like you have to realize that a lot of black businesses, like the funds they take to start businesses, is literally to start a business. Like they don't have extra money for like you know training or extra like they literally just have it to just start servicing like start providing service to people. And I think like. Then should you be doing that then? Well, it's not, it's not, it's not. Sorry, I make your yeah, 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 point. No, no, I mean you should, you shouldn't, you should, you shouldn't necessarily be doing that. But at the same time, too, like I feel like as a community too, we should have that understanding, and we should, we should maybe call them out. We should call black businesses out for that more in terms of like training, as opposed to like just dismissing and just saying ah, that that's that's accustomed to us anyway. Like it is what it is. Like we should, we should put that narrative of yo, okay. We understand this is what it is. We should have compassion by encouraging them to train their staff. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. As opposed to like, this one, I mean, I expect to go to Jamaica restaurant and tell me, oh, plantain is not available. Like, mm. uh, having that mindset. As opposed to like, you know, I, I feel like we should more, it should, more co- it should come from a place of more encouragement, I think. Because honestly, like starting a business here is, is incredibly like very, very hard, man. And most web businesses, like starting business for them, like, it's either they have backings from the bank or like generational wealth, which a lot of us are not really blessed with, like mm-hmm. over here yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. So it's like there's challenges, man. They're all you're all trying to come up. So I, I think we should appreciate the fact that we're trying more, but at the same time not get complacent. We still demand more. We still demand more, but not from the place of oh like your service is shit. We should just like, yo, okay, kudos for trying, but you guys can make this better for us to enjoy. For us, to, for us to be better as well. Mm. You guys, for us to be better customers mm-hmm. for you guys as well. So yeah, I mean, that's that's my own take on. Were yeah. you gonna say something? No, that's the exact point. That yeah. The criticism, if because I feel like that's beginning to show, but I feel like the, the criticism isn't constructive. Mm. It's more dismissive. It's more dismissive. This is why we do not, you know, mm. purchase from black yeah. businesses because of all these negative things. As opposed to the case of. If you guys do this and this and this better, then it would make for a better customer. And by the way, we are willing to spend if you guys do this. But, but yeah. I, I would also add, like, mm. the constructive criticism, I agree. We should be constructively criticizing black businesses. However, black businesses should not take um, um, take advantage of the fact that they are a black business. Fully. Like, because they're a black business and I'm black doesn't mean you should talk to me like I'm shit. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, there's still a basic minimum yeah. For, yeah. for doing business. I'm I'm paying you for it. Mm-hmm. I'm not begging you for this. Mm-hmm. I'm not asking. I'm allowing I'm, I mean, I'm giving you my money for this. So that mm-hmm. I'm not saying your customer staff should be the, the most perfect. Like, oh, hello, how are you? Blah, 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 blah. Well, at least say hello. Make you get what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to... That's in what you want. Be professional, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I feel like black businesses, although yes, we should be uh, constructively criticizing uh, them, but they should put yeah. in effort in order don't, to serve their customers. Don't just control. lean solely on the 
ask for the black, your black own business and people yeah. will come and purchase from you and yeah. you feel you can do whatever you yeah. want because people do that I mean, yeah. I just, you see, you just see Melanie on a t-shirt, $100 what's that about? Yeah. why am I going to purchase why that? why am I going to pay $100? Do get, just why would I do that? Yeah, no, it like, has to be you have to compete, yeah, 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 you have to compete. Yeah, yeah. I want to yeah. support you yeah. but like, let me just focus on the fact that I genuinely feel maybe you're when you put your best before you're not at that yeah, level but yeah, you deserve to be so yeah, i will make that yeah, purchase yeah, you know yeah right not like not like a virgil 2.135 oh 10 billion off-white off-white carpet to virgil though on that one no cap he did it he made a brand off of that he made a brand of that yeah. i mean that appealed across i, the world. I understand yeah, yeah, i understand yeah, i get it I get no. I, yeah, but just I, I don't know what it means but, to be black, but <laughs> I mean, look, he's not the darkest shade. You're not gonna mind black people. Like, 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 say, yeah, are you cool again? <laughs> <laughs> no, but the thing, but the thing, but the thing with someone like Virgil, though, regardless of everything he's doing, that like, I still have a little bit of respect for him because. What Virgil did is not anything different from what Louis Vuitton is doing. Really, if yeah. you actually yeah. think what yeah. Balenciaga is like, what Virgil is doing is not anything different from what Balenciaga but is you doing. Have, you have to give him credit. No, no, no. He's no, right. I'm I'm saying, I'm I'm credit. And then I'm giving him credit. Like I'm saying, like we're overly harsh for him making like minimalistic designs because he's Virgil and he's a black guy. We're expecting more. Mm. And me, I'm guilty of that. But at the same time, if you actually look at his work, like he's doing exact same things that we we are buying from like Gucci. Louis Vuitton mm. and all that kind of stuff. But he's he's part of a major reason as to why we're even making those purchases. Mm. Because he was a key contributor to the rise of streetwear mm. and minimalism in fashion like that mm. after the last five years or so. Yeah. And before that, he's such a key contributor that we have to we need to give a black man his credit for shaking up a world that is so exclusive, you know, and Did there's no access to us fully. Streetwear? What the hell is Louis Vuitton doing with the streetwear line? No, fact, it doesn't make fact, sense. Fact, 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 it doesn't fact, make fact, sense. Fact, fact, streetwear fact. wasn't a thing. It was so inaccessible and they saw it as like so beneath them to engage yeah, in that field. Yeah. Then you have brands that are rising like that and an off-white like him oh, and tapping into yeah. the culture, you know, to be able to promote all that. That put it at the problem, okay, there's, there's sales in this, so yeah. let's bring it in. It's a business decision after all. For, so for me, full credit to him on that. No, for everything no, else, no, no. Inform my hand. Yeah. No, I mean, like, like, <laughs> I mean let's yeah. keep it two virgins round. Let's keep it two virgins. Let's keep it two virgins. Let's just keep it two virgins, yeah. No, I was mean, never expecting for obviously what he's achieved um, in the uh, fashion industry. Yeah. But my own thing is just He's I mean, becoming lazy. Sure. That's what that's becoming lazy. Thing. Like, my my thing is just the art form, like as in how I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of excellence, so yeah. like, as in, if, if you're at the top, I want you to keep showing me why you want to be at the top. Don't just take for granted that you're at the top and I should applaud you every time just Definitely. because you're good. Nah, like you need to game in, keep game out, keep showing me, yo, this is why I'm I'm doing it. So Thank I feel you. like for him, I just, I mean, he's becoming lazy. Like I'm like, I'm not seeing that creativity come out anymore, but hey, I mean... I mean, he's still making his pee. Don't make like, that bread He's still doing what LB has. Don't make still making money, giving niggas some... Um, to me, all my way, ugly as clothes, and they're still making bank, man. I can't judge him for... Did you see that car? That that's very good, man. Man, it's, it's, oh, um, it's oh, the, the G-Wagon, right? Bro, I'm not even buying that on GTA. <laughs> <laughs> like, even on GTA, I won't spend my money on buying that shit. Yeah, exactly. Talk more of like, I mean, again, creativity, yeah, Basquiat, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, but, yeah, no, no this, fuck that. that. Basquiat yeah. was amazing. Like, let's not even, let's not get that twisted. Like, Basquiat. Oh, yeah, the Basquiat was... No, but, but it's like, there's no criticism here on that. No, 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 but I'm saying like, you know, like, but you could there's see, a... Basquiat, you could see intent to what he was saying. Same like people like, uh, 
the castle. Like what, what they are doing might not be the so orthodox. Yeah. yeah, it might seem a bit simplistic. Yeah, but as in there's there still intent, intent yeah. methodology behind what they do. But for me, I don't see the intent behind what they do anymore. That that yeah. that pop smooth album, man. That, oh, I man. cried laughing. That was the first. Like it's just like one of them was when you hand your you hand your first one like two minutes before it's like <laughs> you hand your course like literally two minutes before deadline, man. It's the funniest shit ever. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man. Um. So, anyways, good good session. I think we'll wrap it yeah. up, man. Perfect place to end, man. Yeah. Shout out to shout out Virgil. Virgil. Shout out. <laughs> Let's just give it to Virgil. Shout out to sponsor Virgil. Sponsor, sponsor, sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. Right, cool, no. Ah, uh, but yeah. Ah, uh, peace out, man. Bye.